Okay, okay, okay. We have David Barrera in the house today. That's me. But before, I mean, you could you could switch to him just to see that beautiful face you got there. Um, but before we start, I'm going to do the classic intro. So on this show, welcome to the Creative Curious Podcast. We focus on curiosity of all types, just looking into things, um, understanding them to the fullest extent, looking for truth in everything. Um, so we want to explore life through conversations with every single one of our guests. And we have people on from diverse backgrounds with diverse stories and ideas. And the chief purpose of our lives, we believe, is to glorify God. And so the idea of the show is to take pieces from stories, testimonies, and ideas and look at them from a, a, a Christian worldview in order to derive how we should live our everyday lives. And so my guest today, David Barrera, Yo. full-time missionary Yo. for Mountain Valley Fellowship. Yes. College ministry. Chi Alpha. Yeah. Chi <laughs> Alpha. Both of them. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Glad to have you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, Bailey. Dude. <laughs> um, Been a minute. So you're also a Christian rapper. <laughs> <laughs> or you freestyle. I, I, I freestyle from time to time. Yeah. When when the need needs to be met, I meet the need <laughs> to freestyle. Well, that's what you're saying. You were <laughs> talking about potentially doing like an open mic night for missions. Perchance. Like to, to raise the money for it. Yeah, perchance. But you were saying sometimes when you do that, some people don't want to step up and then you yeah. have to step up. Not naming names, but I will shout out my friend, Michael Meduzia, a.k.a. C.S. Lewis. He's got the flow and he delivers when it's when it's necessary. So shout out to the, shout to the boy. Out. Shout out. <clears throat> okay, so I, I have something for you yeah. right now. It's out of Oswald. Oh, Oswald. Utmost, utmost for his highest. For his highest. You know. Fire. This book. All right. I don't read devotionals. I used to not read devotionals because I always thought there was some cookie cutter stuff. Right. Like something I'll find in H-E-B. <laughs> you know, something not worth my time reading. Um, but that one, that one's super good. And that's one of the few devotionals that I would read. My utmost for his highest. I've never fully got into a devotional either. Because like neither, you said, yeah. it was just like, I feel like I knew it. But this brings like. I mean, old dead guy books, right? Yes, <laughs> old dead guy books is my favorite. <laughs> can, can you explain that real fast? Okay, yeah. So the, um, my church, my homies, they always recommend old dead guy books because if they're old and dead, we know how they finish the race. Mm -hmm. We see the fruit that they have like been bearing throughout all the years of their life and their ministry and stuff. And we can see that they're reliable. Like, yeah, I'm not knocking on alive guys or old alive guys even. But with the old dead guys, like we we can see like how much fruit they have bared even after they died. And that one, like I think uh, Oswald Chambers died. It's like early 20th century, like mm. 1917 or something like that. Really, really long time ago. And we're still reading his books. Like I've been 100 years since he died. Isn't that wild? It is pretty wild. Yeah. So that that is crazy. Like I was thinking about that the other day. Like imagine writing things where people generations from now go back and watch or i mean i was thinking podcast <laughs> go back and read yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> that is like it's so profound and effective it's not like any of these ideas are that new 
Yeah. Like other people have talked about this. He's getting stuff from other theologians at the time and he's yeah. deriving these revelations from the scripture. So it's not necessarily like he is creating something yeah, no. new, yeah. but he's pointing out truths that are already in the scriptures for us to yeah. see. And you can see from all dead guys, things haven't changed. A hundred years later, things haven't changed. Like you can apply that today. Yeah. Like almost for size. It's for 2020. And, and the language is a little different. A little bit, but. But it's like, dang, they like, there, I think a lot of ways they were more close to the purpose we have as Christians than a lot of us are now. Yeah. You know, you want me to dive in here real fast? I can do dive. So this one is crazy because it kind of, so we're, we're going to talk about David's um, uh, journey. Cause the last time we talked, he wasn't a missionary yet. You were raising support. Yeah, I was raising support. And, and now you are doing full-time missions. Yeah. And and so we're gonna talk about that journey and what that's like. Okay. Uh, being in that place and like kind of what you feel like you where you derive your purpose because I think a lot of times we can feel like we derive our purpose in the things that we do, mm-hmm. even good things, right? Yeah. Uh, uh and, and then you, you you were talking to me the other day about where you feel like the Lord's taking you, how long you think you'll stay in College Station, right. whatnot. Um, and so. This, I think, is perfect for a lot of people, young people graduating college or just graduated that are really looking for what they want to do next. You know? Yeah. Read it. So, um, so the, the uh, verse is 1 Thessalonians 3, 2, and it says, fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ. After sanctification, it is difficult to state what your aim in life is because God has taken you up to his purpose by the Holy Ghost. He is using you now for his purposes through the world as he has used his son for the purposes of our salvation. If you seek great things for yourself, God has called me for this or that you are putting a barrier to God's use for of you. I'll read that again. If you seek great things, which a lot of us do, we, we believe we have great purposes for our life. At least I do. Yeah. If you seek great things for yourself, God has called me, like God has called me to do this or that or this and that, you are putting a barrier to God's use for you. As long as you have a personal interest in your own character or any set ambition you cannot get through into the through into identification with God's interests you can only get there by losing forever any idea of yourself and by letting God take you right into his purpose for the world and because you are going because your your goings are <laughs> see the language is a little weird yeah. because your goings are the Lord you can never understand your ways, which is interesting because we're, we're always like, I want to understand my purpose. I want to understand where I'm going. But it's saying if your purpose is of, uh, is of the Lord, it's going to be very difficult or impossible to truly understand where you're going. And which makes it hard to talk to parents about it that, that want you to be safe and secure. It makes yeah. it hard for you to uh, for for the world not to see you as crazy for what you do. Mm. I have, I have to learn 
that the aim in life is God's, not mine. God is using me from his great personal standpoint. And all he asks of me is that I trust him and never say, Lord, this gives me such heartache. To talk, to talk, trust him and never say, oh, to to talk in that way makes me a clog. When I stop telling God what I want, he can catch me up for what he wants without, without let or hindrance. He can crumple me or exalt me. He can do anything he chooses. He simply asks me to have implicit faith in himself and his goodness. Self-pity is from the devil. If I go off on that line, I cannot be used by God for his purposes. I have a world within a world in this which I live, and God will never be able to get me outside of it because I'm afraid of being frostbitten. So I think the the biggest thing for me, and I know that was long, yeah. The biggest thing for me was uh, you can only get there by losing forever any idea of yourself and letting God take you right into his purposes for the world. And then like this idea, if you seek great things for yourself, God has ca- called me for that or this, you are putting a barrier for God's use for you, yeah. which is interesting. I think not only that, but we could say, like, not only is it God has called me to this or I want to be this kind of person, but also, like, oh, God has not called me to this. Mm. If I'm like, oh, God has not called me to be a pastor or I can't be a pastor because I'm too broken or I don't don't want to be a missionary or I don't want to do all of these things, it could actually be limiting Mm. just like it could be limiting with Mm. um, saying that you have to be this kind of person. Mm. Instead, we just need to let God lead. Which is hard. (laughs) Very. (laughs) Which is hard because it's hard to understand, which that even there explained, you you probably won't ever truly understand where you're going. And and would you want to, you know? Mm. (laughs) <laughs> ruin some of the journey yeah I, I mean there's something exciting about not knowing where you're going sure like not having a five-year plan mm. or a 10-year plan like i'm just like lord take the wheel well i was Come telling on. my friend the other day i think uh he was putting together like a five-year plan for a class <laughs> and i was like <laughs> <laughs> like they wanted him to do that and i was saying that <laughs> I, I i just straight up said I think it's a little air, uh, ignorant <laughs> to have a five-year plan. Yeah. <laughs> at least at our age. No, it right? literally is ignorant. Like, bro, you're not going to know what it's going to happen tomorrow. Like, yeah. You know? Come on. What is that? James verse? James 4.14? Let tomorrow worry about itself. Is that it? Uh, where it's like, what is your life? Or your life is like a vapor. Mm. It's here in the morning, but gone in the afternoon. So your life is like, it's yeah. not certain how long you're yeah. going to live, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like I was listening to the former pastor that, uh, did the porch. Right. Uh, and what's his name? A P Pocuda. JP. Poc- yeah. No. JP. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Pocuda. Pocuda. Oh, Pocuda. Yeah. Let's just <laughs> say he has a name. <laughs> yeah. JP, <laughs> JP from the porch. Yeah. JP from the porch. Now he's in Waco. Uh, yeah. That's what I heard. I yeah. think you told me that. Yeah. But he was talking about, <laughs> you know, how, how, <laughs> how people, he was like, 
he's he does like a lot of he's heard a lot of like he's done a lot of relationship sermons like dating all this stuff yeah yeah and he he <laughs> it was really funny he was saying he was saying if it's like jp do you if i have a desire to have a husband or a wife will god give me that he's like no we live in a broken world like that's not guaranteed you know just because you have the desire for something doesn't mean it's going to be fulfilled yeah. in this age which is like ooh <laughs> but what that does is allows us to have freedom because we get so caught up in the ideas we have we get so caught up in the things that we have the relationships we have we start putting weight into those and then the things that we wanted freedom for end up enslaving us so we're we're yeah. we're so like like homelessness right yeah is the ultimate form of like going against the man right you you're just begging for money like being you're a nomad. free you can go anywhere right yeah but you're actually a slave to a slave to begging on the street begging. or or sleeping like it yeah. it's freedom but w but nobody would choose to be homeless yeah but or everybody wants freedom yeah it's more like involuntary servitude sometimes sometimes it's, yeah. sometimes it's voluntary i'm not going to subscribe the the homelessness issue to one specific thing but a lot of times it is uh many times it is and that sucks if you're like against your you know against your will being homeless but but not only that so many people spend so much time worrying about money and oh i need to have this money so that i won't be homeless or so that i can provide for myself mm -hmm. so that i can protect myself and be secure but that in itself is also a trap that in itself is also selling yourself into slavery to something so my question is how do we take these things we just read seriously how do we remove self-interest and how do we make sure that we're not worshiping anything <laughs> other than god idols mm. people like money like like how do we make sure that we are void of any other interest but god's because what it seems like to me is if we have any other interest except for the glorification of God and to seeing his will be done, then we're always left lacking. We're always left broken. We're always yeah. just in desolation. And it's like, okay, we know that. That's going to lead us into brokenness. That's going to lead us into sadness. That's not going to lead us into joy. Okay, so how do we make sure that we're, we're in that place? Dude. <laughs> Let me check myself. Um, I don't know. I think you, it's important to take it a step at a time, like yeah. a day at a time, really. Yeah. You know, Jesus said, worry about today's worries where they are today's worries. Like, you know what I mean? And I don't think we have to worry, not necessarily worry, but just be focused mm -hmm. on today. And then tomorrow has his own troubles. So what, what has that journey been like for you over these last few months of, you know, basically serving god full like we all serve god full time but like yeah 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 like but like the, is, in my position yeah, yeah it's, it's it's sort of unique you know with this because i expected to do to be in this position and it would be totally different because you know this pandemic that we live in and stuff like mm. that so that really made it really interesting dude 
I've I've seen it before where there wasn't a pandemic and it's like, oh, that's awesome. You know, that's what I sum me up and stuff. And now this whole thing happened and I'm like, wow, man, this is so different than what I expected, expected. it to be. But it makes it better, I think, because it gives a new challenge and it gives like, you know, something that people haven't experienced before. Yeah. And it's just like, how can we how can we minister during a pandemic? How can we do it? Well, we're doing it like yeah. I think, honestly, not to put rankings on anything, but I feel like Mountain Valley is doing it the best right now. I love Mountain Valley. Yeah, they're doing <laughs> a really good job. we're not, like, afraid. No. <laughs> no, really not. Like, we'll get kicked out of a of a location. We don't care, bro, as long as we tried it. Yeah. And I think it's just about trying things, like stepping out of comfort zones, not getting used to tradition or mm. routine and stuff. And I'm like, bro, like. This is the best. Well, I think that's what like the old dead guy books does the <laughs> best because like it's a it's a tr- it's a tradition to kind of not follow the ideas of just pastoral staff, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's the tradition of Mount Valley to always be investing in your own relationship with god your own understanding your ability to give the defense for why you have the hope that you have yeah you know and which is really cool because now each person's a pastor right yeah each person is their own vessel for growing and it's encouraged to like read these things that actually will keep other people in check you're like wait but you told me to read this guy that, that says to not think in this way, but I, I see you thinking in that way. And so what it does is empowers us to not be fearful, it seems like, from my, from, from my standpoint at least. What do you mean by that? Like, because we're, we're constantly connecting with the truth. Yeah. You know, it's not like you can just get swung by culture. Because okay. because culture's not swinging this guy. No, you know yeah. this is like over a hundred years ago. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't care. About, <laughs> he doesn't care. I don't know. So I I, <laughs> I found that encouraging because it's like you look back at the Acts Church, you look back at yeah Jesus and the apostles. Like people hated them. Oh yeah, <laughs> culture they did not them. like them. They didn't. They stood out. It stood out. They stood out, especially in the time they were in. Like it was. After the exile mm. and during a Roman conquest, mm. like nobody wanted Jesus to rise up. And the thing is, he didn't really rise up. He made himself lower than everybody else. He made himself a sure. servant below everybody else. And nobody was expecting that. Everybody expected some powerful gladiator like dude to come liberate Israel and Judah from Rome. Mm. But nah, Jesus was a lamb. Yeah. And, and that like the Jewish people the ones that rejected him yeah uh believed they were he was going to come and conquer yeah come and conquer rome but he was like nope Dude, i've just been i've been re- watching the chosen recently mm. like again yeah it's so good it's just like man can i not cry this episode but i do <laughs> and it's just so awesome he's it just like you cry and he's there's this one episode where he's talking to nicodemus mm. it's basically john three but they visualized it they made it you know visual and it's just like it might have not happened this way it might have but the thing is, we get the picture of what it looked like. And he's just like, I did not come to liberate Israel from Rome. I did mm. not come to deliver them from Rome. I came to deliver them from sin. Mm. And it's just like, bruh, Nicodemus is mind blown. And he's like, a teacher of Israel, and you do not understand these things. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's like it's crazy because we we can get so caught up in the worries like especially right now like gosh how old are you 23 24 2 22 yeah oh okay anyway <laughs> no he's two <laughs> i'm two <laughs> what's uh, yeah anyway uh, 22 23 20 you 20 yes okay cool youngster yeah hey i'm 21 and december 16th hey there so. you go it's coming up there yep. you go it's coming up remember date that down hey someone send me a message so i don't forget <laughs> <laughs> uh but we can get so caught up, especially at this age, with the worries of our life, right? We're like, oh, we have so much ahead of us. We have so many choices. Let's choose right. Everybody's telling us, make the right choices or you're going to die. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like we get so caught up in that. But if we would just step back for a second and say, man, like what was, what did Jesus come for? What is, like, if you, if you are Christian right now, what do you believe in what is your hope in and check yourself that you're Mm. not focused on things that will be gone Mm. like that you know like dive into that truth which is dang jesus didn't come to liberate the jewish nations or Mm. jewish people from roman captivity or from rulership in this powerful way, but he did come so we'd have a way to escape death. Mm. And it's like, dang. Yeah. Yeah. I think people get, like you said, get caught up in all these other things, but they want to be liberated from this worry, mm. but they've got all this other sin in their life, all this other stuff, junk in their life. And they're not really getting to the root of it, which Jesus said is sin. Like Jesus said that like, just cast your burdens on jesus and everything else will get like settled like everything else i think if you first just focus on jesus everything else will be fine and not even it probably like your priorities will uh, realign and you wouldn't even be worried about those things anymore i think that also like um you were talking about how he is coming or like he came and they weren't expecting or what they were hoping for wasn't what God was doing. Um, And Mm. I think that's kind of how it is now. It's like, okay, Jesus is going to come back because of all the politics of our day, (laughs) because (laughs) of whatever's going on in the White House or with the the U.S. or with the pandemic or a hurricane or whatever (laughs) it may be. And we're like, oh, yeah, Jesus has to come back now because things suck for us. But... It's not about we, us. We've been through pretty bad stuff in the past, and he didn't come back. So, I don't know if you just if you just judge based on yeah. your horrible circumstances in the world, uh, he'll just come back. But I hope he comes back, though. I know he'll come back. I just don't know when. Yeah, oh we yeah, don't know when, and it's not about us. <laughs> yeah, and it's not about us. It's like even Jesus doesn't know when he's coming back. Only the Father. Yeah. What well, What was Caleb? What was that thing we were talking about in Josh's Bible study about? like being eager for him to come back like praying for him to come back like inviting him like come on god like come save us yeah <laughs> you i know? mean i think it definitely was like have that expectation and excitement for what god wants to do and be excited that he's going to be faithful that he's going to keep his promises that death and sin will be destroyed forever mm. but um i think we also have to remember like 
it's not that we're just hoping he'll whisk away whisk us away from all our problems like in a rapture where we're just suddenly up in heaven and everything's perfect we have to go through that process we have to experience the things that god is allowing us to experience because he is a good father who loves us and wants us to grow Mm. i know it's going to be difficult but tribulation excites me yeah you know it's like and i feel like for the true heart of a christian that is surrendered to the lord it, it should. should it should you. yeah that's that's the parable of the sower mm. like the sun like fire a huge ball of fire being refined in fire meaning mm. getting put through the ringer basically and we should be excited because hey we believe that god is faithful we believe that he's trustworthy that he's going to do what he says he is so if we believe that, why should we be afraid that we're going to go through hard things if we know that he will deliver us mm. out of them? Yeah. Mm. So how, you know, if we know that, we're walking in that, for for a person that, that hasn't found that yet, mm. what are some ways that they can identify things in their life that don't align with that? Or what are some ways the that, tribulation that you... talking about? Like just, like, what if we're worried about where what job we're gonna get what if we're worried about relationship stuff what if we're worried about the u.s ending like and i'm sure we've all been through stages of like where oh dang that's a concern you know i don't think it's bad to necessarily have concerns yeah but you know for you walking through this season becoming a missionary in the midst of uh you know the coronavirus or whatever Yeah, yeah what has that refining process been like for you and discovering things in your life that you know wasn't surrendered to god and well it's not like i was like 100 percent like knowing what was going to happen like i had an idea because i've had my friends i've seen my friends do it and everything and they've they've come out fine and and better from it and like i knew it was going to happen i knew it was coming and i knew i was going to be stretched to be out of my comfort zone and stuff like that and i think that's that's important to be out of your comfort zone i think if you're too comfortable then you're probably not where God wants you to be. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about that recently a lot about, am I too comfortable? And I, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm too comfortable, man. Like put me through a challenge. And I'm like, oh, well now God's going to put me through a challenge and I'm going to be moping about it. Cause I asked for it, but it's like praying for patience. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful. <laughs> be careful <laughs> what you pray for, you know, but yeah, but I mean, I am expecting for it to be not necessarily hard. I mean, the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. So really, we have it easy. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. And I know living in sin would have been harder. But mm. like I know this tribulation, this whole refining process, it's it, it's not going to be comfortable. Like I know it's not. And that's good because that's how you grow. But why are you excited about it? Because I, I know God is faithful and I'm going mm. to grow and come out better from it. Because I know I'm not going to be like the... What's that soil? The rocky soil mm. that like springs up quick and then withers away because of the sun. You know, the sun is the tribulation and it withers away as soon as that comes to you. But I know that's not going to be me. I don't want it to be me at least, you know. I want to be put through it all. Mm. I think that makes me excited because like if I were to get stagnant, it's like I'm not even going to be excited. Mm. Why would I want to live like with hard like stuff. plateau or not with hard stuff, but like plateau in, in like my walk. Like I don't expect to die tomorrow. I like, but like I want it to be like you know exciting. And I think this whole growing and stretching thing is like, you know, there's still mo- much to do. Like I'm not saying like I've been put through it all. Like oh man, like this is so hard. And 
no, I think there's much left to do. So can you, can you walk us through like step-by-step what, you know, you've been doing as a missionary, college missionary? Yes. So I'm pretty sure many people have seen like our ministry, Kyle Alpha on campus and stuff. Like you go there on a certain time, on a certain day of the week Mm. and you'll see us, you'll see a bunch of us out there praying for people carrying our Bibles around. And like, I used to do that like as a student too. And sometimes less because I would be working um, my, at my job back then. And it kind of bummed me out back then when I was like, man, I wish I could be on campus and meeting new people and stuff. But no, I'm here at this job. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm here like working at a hotel, you know, on a Tuesday and stuff like that. But, but now thankfully, like, I mean, that was a growing process too. It was just like, oh, I need to be patient. But Sure. Now I'm here and now it's like we get to be on campus more, I think, more than before. Mm-hmm. And it's a little difficult, not difficult, but different now because there's probably a lot less students at A&M. And well, how can you do college ministry if there's no college students there to minister to? Yeah, There's a lot less students right now on campus. A lot of them probably stayed home or are just like kind of cautious about who they talk to, <laughs> where they meet up at. But I'm just like, Lord, I'm protected by you. I'm not going to, I ain't going to trip about that. Like I already had Corona once myself and I wasn't, and I I don't know who I got it from. It was probably from being on campus doing it. (laughs) So if I had to get Corona to be on campus and do outreach and evangelize, so be it. Like like that's not a problem to me. I came out, I came out of Rona, like no big deal. (laughs) And so the process was being on campus and evangelizing some people literally don't know anything about Jesus. Mm. Some people don't even know the name of Jesus. Even in Texas. Even in Texas. Yeah, a lot of them are, the ones that I've met are like international students, which is understandable. And it's like, dang, you're an international student at A&M during Corona. Like, you have nobody. <laughs> like, you're pretty alone, probably. Mm. You know, and I've met some that just don't know anything about Jesus. They probably heard the name because, you know, the name Jesus is pretty popular in Western culture, but they don't really know who he is, what he's like. Mm. And he's like being the first person to tell him what he's really like based on what the Bible says. It's like, it's awesome, dude. And that, that's a joy. It's a joy doing that. So what kind of fruit have you seen from this process? Well, I've, I think many a times we don't get to (gasps) reap the harvest of of the seed that we planted, Mm. but planting the seed is the most important thing. And I think I have, at least planted enough seeds to like get people thinking. And that's been like the new focus that I've had this year, especially, um, especially reading a lot of like Francis Schaefer, like getting people thinking like Francis Schaefer, for example, he had his own ministry in the Swiss Alps mm. and he would accept anybody that would come in. It is like, it was called Labrie. And it's basically kind of like a like a home that people will come come and go from, and you can stay as long as you work, help out with the ministry and the home and everything. And meanwhile, Francis Schaeffer would use that that labor, and like he would use like that labor so they can stay here, and then he would talk about Jesus. He would minister to them through that. And not many times do people remember what you say, but they always remember how you treated them. Mm-hmm. And it's been not challenging, but like new way of thinking, of thinking of other people's value as a human being, as a soul. Like even though 
yes, I don't get to reap the harvest. I don't get to see the fruit in my own eyes. Like those people are still souls. They're souls and Jesus cares about them. And so I got to treat them like, like the way Jesus wants to treat them. Because if not, then I don't have value for their life. I don't have value for their soul. Mm. So even if someone doesn't respond to the gospel immediately or it takes forever, like we have to treat them like souls. We have to care about them. Mm. Like if they don't like the gospel, then I'll be sad, but I'm still going to do the next, the same thing to the next guy. I'm still going to preach the same gospel. Dude. I'm not going to accommodate for anybody. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and I I think that's very biblical. That's yeah. that's very true, and I think that's even what this was saying. If you're like, I think it might have been yesterday's. You, you were reading yesterday's um, devotional, but it, uh, it it talked about like if you if you convince people with personality versus who Jesus is, then they're only going to be attached to the personality. Yeah. And that line of fruit only comes from who what your personality is. Yeah, yeah. But if you're projecting Jesus's ways, yeah. And, and speaking of Jesus's redemptive power versus yeah. just how they can be changed as like a, a person, then it's long-lasting fruit. Yeah. So with you y- you were talking about this like this shift of mindset like trying to focus more on planting the seed then seeing it come to fruition how do you stay joyful in that or like how do you stay hopeful that good things are happening or that god is being uh rejoicing in the fact yeah. that you're you're getting people to think well i know that he wants us to go like he already spoke he already said go make disciples of every nation and it starts it could it might not be that simple like just meet someone off the street like oh you're a disciple now of jesus christ like no, sometimes it starts with clearing rocks out of the out of the ground, or else what'll grow in the rocky soil. You know what I mean? Sure. And I think I've cleared a lot of rocks, and there's still lots of rocks to clear up, <laughs> up at A uh, and M right now. But how do I stay joyful? It's just I know that God wants this. God wants this one way or another, and and though it may be challenging or frustrating, even sometimes, like I just rejoice knowing that God wants me to do this. Yeah. God wants everybody to do this, and. As long as I go and do and not like worry about like, like worry, like what's going to happen if, if this happens though, or, you know what I mean? Cause feelings follow right actions. Right. And once I go out there and like share the love of Jesus, share the gospel, really like you feel okay afterwards. You feel like, Oh, that was awesome. You know, I got to yeah. speak to someone that I never thought I got to like talk about, about something, you know, like the gospel and love, real love and sin you know, some people don't know these things and they're for me, like for us, it's like basic stuff, but people really don't know sometimes. And it's just like, bro, like, like you're living in despair, dude. Like and you don't even know it. Yeah. I think the clearing the rocks thing is a great analogy because nobody likes picking. I remember one summer I worked for my uncle just picking up rocks the central texas <laughs> the soil is rocky it is and oh, it, metaphorically yeah too. <laughs> and it was tough right yeah it, it is hard work it's not glamorous yeah no it's not <laughs> and, but if you yeah. don't do it what's gonna grow right exactly sometimes we got to start there yeah yeah like, and it's like so it's not glamorous nope 
you're clearing rocks all day on campus. These people with stony hearts, yeah. rock solid like yeah. ideas about things, living in deep darkness, despair. Yeah. What is that like, man? Like, explain. Like, do you have any? testimonies of things that you've done like or, or things you know one thing i really love about you and i don't think a lot of people notice these things because your, your goal is not for people to notice you it's right. for them to notice jesus. jesus but you never talk about the things you're good at like you never <laughs> talk about like your uh your ambitions or you never talk about like like, oh, I'm gifted in this, I'm gifted in this. And you're like, oh, well, I've done this to help the kingdom. You never talk, I never hear you talk about that at all. And so I commend you for that one. And I just want to highlight that to everybody. It's like, that is so important to be emptied. So like, do you have any testimonies of um, just what has went on on campus where you're like clearing these rocks? It's you know, a lot of times people want to hear the testimonies of, oh, this person dropped to their knees, yeah. repented right there. But but walk us through things that you like that you've walked through on yeah. campus, just clearing me, these rocks. These not so let me glamorous. think of these not glamorous stories, yeah. like specifically, oh, man, I can't tell you how many times I've just like talked to a person for like 45 minutes or just a long, long time. Ricardo Gonzalez says, hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, I got up? the chat up here now, so if you guys want to comment live, yeah, we'll up, take Ricky? comments and questions and all of that. Shout yeah. out to Ricky for opening up that today. <laughs> up? Ricky, if you have any questions, go ahead. Earlier, um, we'll um, take some Ket questions. Also too. said, "A hey, D bar." <laughs> oh, Ket, Ket's on here. What yeah. up, Ket? What up, Ket? <laughs> Dude, um, Ket was the. F- First, like yeah. was the first Kai Alpha person I've met. And I it was think, hilarious. Yeah. He was the first one I met too. I was like, is this yeah. guy a false prophet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy, who knows? Not. Um, <laughs> let me think of these non-glamorous stories. Like I can't tell you how many times I've talked to a person for 30, 45 minutes and they come out of it like not changing their mind. Like mm. I have this memory of this one guy and it was just a long time. It was a long time ago, but I literally spoke to him for... 45 minutes probably and i was telling him i think he was like atheist or agnostic or he just didn't believe in an afterlife i think that was it he doesn't believe in an afterlife and i tried to walk him through i was like how can you not believe in an afterlife are you just like are you just fertilizer like are you just like when you die do you think you're just fertilizer to the soil or something like that and essentially that's what he believes like he doesn't believe in 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 a soul he doesn't believe in eternity and it's just like bro how do you how do you believe, like, how do you care about anything if you don't believe in an afterlife? How does any of this matter to you? How sure. does how does living for what you live for matter if you're not going to remember it ever once you're dead? Mm. Like, how does that matter? And they're like, I don't know, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep on living that just way. Just live in that place. I was like, bro, you don't believe. Mm. Like, I think, and I've gotten these ideas from Schaefer, like, a lot of people don't really live the way they believe. Like they're stuck between their presuppositions about the universe, about life, really, and the logical conclusion of their presuppositions. Like the logical conclusion of their presuppositions, meaning that everything's meaningless. Hmm. But they don't live that way. Otherwise, then why are you even in college, bro? Like if right. you don't care about anything, you should have been like done so long ago. Like you care about something, you have desires. God gave you them. 
and I just meet so many people that are just like, no, nah, just no, they don't want they don't want friends. They don't want mm. they don't want God in their life, and they think they're okay the way they are, but they're living in despair. Mm. And I'm just like, bro, why? Like it makes me sad. Mm. Like why? How can you live that way? No man can live like that. No man can live without God. None. And these people are trying to live without God, but they can't. Mm. They can't. No, not not because because God is a personal God, and God gave us personality. God, we were made in God's image. God has feelings and emotions and stuff, and so does everybody else. Everybody else does, and they care about something. They just don't know. They're just, like, they don't know how to live. They're, like, pretty much crazy. They're going to go crazy, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and you do see it, and it doesn't fully take effect until later in life. Yeah, I mean, their people are young. They're 18 years old. They don't know. They just got, they're still got memories, of fond memories of high school. Like, they don't know what real life is. Like, come on, like, even me, I'm not even old. I'm like 22. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm barely, barely, barely out in the, in, in the world, you know? And, but these, these kids, these kids, they, they're like 18 and they, they still are thinking about like oh, high school and stuff like that. Like, bruh, like that's not real life. Like you are going to live real life sooner or later. I think they're so focused on the fun, the quick, easy TikTok. <laughs> it's because, yeah. They'll blast the dopamine. People are like kids nowadays. They're just like. They're more, what do you call it? They expect instant gratification. Like they expect something to be at the tip of their of their fingers, like something to be right here, right now. Mm-hmm. And they want something that gives them pleasure right here, right now. And they're not thinking about eternity. You know, they're not thinking about the future. They're not thinking about God, right? They think of how can I make me happy, you know? And if they're wise, they, 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 they would stop. But mm-hmm. some, some are like, they have their five-year plans, but... They don't got their one day plan down. <laughs> what do you think it takes for for them to just come to to the Lord? Does it take them just smacking their head on the concrete? Or sometimes, what? I mean, yeah. Sometimes you get hit with reality pretty hard. Like life hits you with something like a curve fastball, and you're just like, "Bro, I did not see that coming." Now everything that I know is not the way I know it. Mm-hmm. You know everything I thought it was. It wasn't. It's not the way it really is. Because you have two different. You have two different kinds of people. That are not two different kinds of people necessarily, but people living in two different kinds of places, but still in desperation. You have the yeah. people that fill all their time with things of life, things yeah. of the world, things. like like they're they're popular or whatever you want to call that in yeah. college. They they they're <laughs> social. They're going around doing their thing. They're partying, doing this. They're having a great time per yeah. se. And then you have the other people that are in their room, locked Alone, up, playing video yes. games, addicted to pornography. But bro, both are probably addicted to pornography. Yeah. If we're being honest. Addicted to something. Yeah. So it's like you got these two different you got these people that are living in this place of 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 depression that yeah. that's like very outward. It's like I hate everything. Everything's yes, wrong. Outward. And then you have the people that are still in a depressive state but are are they hide it hiding outwardly it. hide it yeah. it's all inward but yeah, it's still yeah. there's both people are still dying yeah i mean i it sucks to be either one of those i think i fall under the depressed one like in your dorm all day and mm-hmm. stuff like that i fell under that because you used I was to be in college used to be addicted to marijuana yeah yeah but like you know and that was a big part of your testimony right yeah it is yeah it is um but i was alone and mm-hmm. like i didn't have any like I wasn't popular. I wasn't partying it up. You know, I was freaking miserable, dude. Mm. But I know that even if you were popular and popular in college, however you can be, 
Um, you know, I have a lot of friends that like to go out at, you know, at Northgate or whatever. You're miserable. You don't even know it. Mm. I don't. They're longing for something real. Like mm. they have a real desire, but they're trying to meet those desires in an ungodly way. Mm. You know, like, for example, like it's good to want a wife or a husband or something like that. It's good to have a someone else, right? That's a real desire. Like God met that desire with Eve in the garden to Adam, right? It's not good for man to be alone, right? That's a real desire. But these, some people want to meet that in ungodly ways. That's why they're out on Tinder. They're out on, you know, they're out having sex with random, random people, people in Northgate or parties, whatever. And they think that that ultimate desire of wanting a wife is going to be met with this carnal thing of sex or whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're not, they just don't have a grip on reality. Mm. Reality is they're dying and people are dying all the time, but they don't realize it. And it's just like, bro, how can I get you to, and that's my main thing that I, that I do. Like whenever I like go on campus or anywhere and try to evangelize, it's just like, how can I get you thinking? How can I get you really thinking about what you're actually doing mm -hmm. or what reality is, what God says reality is like, you know, that people are perishing, that this thing that you like love so much, mm. it's not really love. You know, how can I get them thinking about that? As long as I get them thinking, then I think I've planted a good seed. Mm. I've planted a seed, you know, and it's just sometimes it's hard because some people just don't want to think mm. like they want instant answers and stuff. They want instant gratuity like they want to know right now but they don't want to think about it it's like bruv <laughs> it's like everybody longs for intimacy yes they long for relationship they long for purpose and it's as hard as you try none of those things can be found outside of a relationship with god yeah that's right. like even true relationship with others cannot be found outside of relationship with God. Right. And to like explain that further, God will place you in relationships that are actually real. Yeah. Because without God, all you do is try to suck the life out of someone else. You're yeah. in it for yourself. You're not yeah, in it for selfish. the sake of relationship. Yeah. It's selfish, but love is not self-seeking. Hmm. Like the Bible says, you know, like you said, um, I think before the podcast started filming, like recording, it's like, dude, you're going to be with the, you know, we're going to see each other for eternity, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, that's what matters, bro. Like, if that didn't matter, then why would I care about being your friend, Bailey? Like, you right. know, this is just, <laughs> this is just like a thing for now, but no, nah, eternity, dude. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, that's something I've seen in our community a lot is everybody, and I think it's, 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 it's about being rooted in truth because yeah. if you don't recognize the truth that as long as we continue to trust in God and endure until the end that you and I and anybody else in our community that does the same, not by works, but by trusting in Jesus and receiving yeah. his redemptive power on a daily basis through the Holy spirit and walking to allow him to sanctify us more every day, to refine us and turn yeah. us into like just a vessel, literally. Yeah. Then 
then you know, based on that truth, that we are going to not only know each other forever, but be able to talk to each other forever. Yeah. And we're probably in the age to come going to be able to see everything <laughs> you did slash thought and see it in a true perspective, right? Not to say like, we're going to look back and be like, bro, I can't believe you thought that about me, <laughs> but it's going to be like, whoa, like I didn't know you were like this. Yeah. I didn't know your heart said this, like, this is amazing. Like, yeah. And we get to see each other in truth. And it's like, we can walk in some of that now yeah. by focusing on the truth. Yeah. And it's like this internal perspective. I think some communities forget that. And that we're so focused on the now. Okay. Like, who are we going to marry? Who are we going to marry? <laughs> Let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. It's like, bruh. Like, that's what you're worried about? Yeah. Like, all the time? Like yeah, you're worried your about priorities. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just missing out on so much that yes, God has for you. Exactly. You're not right. grateful for what he's given you <laughs> and not grateful for what experiences you're going through right now. Instead, you're so busy focused on having a wife or money yeah. or well, anything else. I would argue that you don't know what the truth is. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I think being rooted in truth is so important. Yes. Be rooted in truth and in spirit. Right love each other love god and love each other yeah. but the only way to truly do that like to know how to tr love god you have to know how to love god mm. if you want to know how yeah. to love others you have to know yes. what is required to yeah. love what true love is actually i think the answers well the answers are in the bible mm. like jesus man sam eisenhower showed me this a couple times now that how he how he loved others he like it's in john 13 15 and 17 shows you that he washed the disciples feet he loved his disciples he he no longer called them servants but friends mm. right and he he says like the father has loved me so i love you and it's like boom goes back to love but god is love and he's always been love because the Trinity has always been like God has always been. And they loved each other. Mm. Holy Spirit, Son, and Father. They loved each other. And Jesus showed us the way how to do it as, as people, as us. Make yourself lower and love each other. Like washing of mm. feet, man. That's a good, that's a good metaphor. And, and Sunday at company, Sam Eisenhower had us all wash each other's feet. Mm. We literally did it. Like in a circle yeah. of like twenty dudes, and we watch each other's feet, wow. just like the disciples did with Jesus. It's like, bro, this is real love, and it felt like, you know, when you think of someone else, another dude's feet, it's like, man, that's gross, man. Like, why would I want to do that? But no, it's it's like shows real love. It's like you're vulnerable, like you're washing another dude's feet. You're vulnerable, and you're doing it out of love. You're like, man. I know it'd be kind of awkward to do it yourself and everything, like trying yeah. to put your leg up and wash your own feet or standing up, try to bend down and wash your own feet. But like when someone else does it for you, it's like. Sacrificial. Yeah. Right? It's like it costs something, you know. I think we miss that, right? We miss sacrificial love. Yeah. Like, well, explain like sacrificial love. Like if it has to cost something, like if it doesn't cost anything, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like... Well, love is an action. Love is a verb. Ultimately, we uh, care about ourselves more. 
you know we'd rather not touch someone's feet because yeah i care more than i care about your feet being washed i care about me not having to do a gross thing <laughs> yeah you that's one of saying? the that's what the like one of the first questions sam asked us when we, before we did that we we're like whose happiness is more important mine or yours and mm. it's like a you might think it's like a trick question you're like in a christian setting you're like oh well yours and it's like sam's like nah come on you don't really think that like come on like you know yours is <laughs> it's like well, that's not how jesus is jesus literally laid down everything it's like literally we have to change the way we think it's count like others lives is more significant than our own how do we do that <laughs> i think the biggest <laughs> thing is like it's not us trying to be this amazing christian us trying to love everyone in our own power because it's not going to work because we're broken we're imperfect people and even if we're trying to do the right thing, it's going to fail. We need God. We need to rely on him and depend on him. And I think kind of the perfect picture of that is Jesus washing our feet, washing the disciples' feet. And it wasn't like he just was a man who was washing their feet. He was literally God yeah. washing their feet. He literally went from heaven, the perfection of heaven and mm -hmm. all its glory, down to earth and got dirty and washed their feet. And so it's not about us trying to be perfect, trying to show everyone love. It's about us relying on God and him working on our hearts and him transforming us into experiencing his love to the fullest so that we can love others to the fullest. Mm, yeah. So do you think a good way to like practice in that is by sacrificially loving people? Well, I think <laughs> I don't know if there's it's necessarily so a way to to practice it because it's you all about relying it. on God. It's all about depending on him and focusing on him as opposed to focusing on doing something. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe loving God's a little different. He doesn't. What is the verse in First Samuel like? I'd rather obedience rather than sacrifice. Mm. It's just obeying. Yeah. Like. So it's not like you're washing someone's feet out of sacrifice. No. You're washing it out of It obedience. costs something, mm. but it's it's like love that you want to do it. It's like, mm. what's the love that Eli talks about? Uh, or this type of servant Agape. he talks about? Agape. Agape, the, the doulos in Greek is um, a love slave, a bond slave. Like, mm. like Paul says, when he introduces himself, he's like, Paul, a love slave of Jesus Christ. Hmm. Like a love slave. Like he's given himself. He's given all of himself as a slave, but out of love. Like he wants to serve him. He wants to give himself up hmm. for God. And it's that word slave has kind of gotten like the connotation has changed through the centuries because of like history in America and all that stuff. Yeah. And you normally think of slave as like a derogatory word because you think of American slavery and how they were there against their will. And they were born, many were born slaves, died slaves. But that's not how it is with, with Jesus. It's a love slave. It's like you choose to be there because you love him. You're not expecting reward either. You're just doing it because yeah. you love him. Yeah. And, and slavery back then isn't, isn't mo what we think of as modern day slavery. Right. It was more, because there wasn't like big corporations where you got a career and work at. So if you like didn't work for your, you know, family farm or you know provided from your family yeah. then you were going to starve to death yeah. and and so like 
the idea of slavery was is kind of the closest thing to it in modern day sense is like getting a minimum wage job yeah like a nine to five job and like your boss it's like that boss yeah that's more of a what was it that was the second type of slave that eli always mentions it's the indentured servant basically Mm. like you give up some of your rights like you're gonna show up clock in wear the uniform do what they say to do in order to stay employed sure and you're expecting a wage like you're expecting your wages to be paid that's sort of like indentured servitude but the bible doesn't say that we earn anything we deserve anything if we do deserve one thing it's one thing only and it's hell the wages of sin is death right so like yeah can you like describe to me like because some people are like well i'm good why would i jesus says no one's good yeah jesus says no one is good it's just like what is your standard of good if your standard of good is like what society says, what culture says, then it's broken because culture can change overnight. It could, not overnight, but like it could change. It, it will change. Standards of societal standards will change. Like your good right now probably isn't the good of the the Middle Ages, or whatever. Any pick any other era. Like mm. it's not the same. But the good that God describes is in the Bible, and that yeah. doesn't change. Well, yeah, and like this book I was reading this idea of like sex before marriage yeah in any other time period it was wrong you would have freaked out like even if you weren't a christian it was like yeah no you don't do that and now it's like such a this is the only time in history it's been like such a common yeah it was taboo back in the day whatever you want to call it like it was just like what no way that person had sex before and now like the year's 2020 like you remember people doing that in high school and stuff like that. And it was just like, oh, yeah, good job. It was glorified. <laughs> yeah, it was glorified. And well, it's just actually, normal. actually, the only place it was common was Rome right before it fell. Look at Rome. Interesting <laughs> way to think about Look it. Look what happened to Rome. <laughs> yeah. Judgment, baby. Do you think it's bad to, like, try to figure out if America is going to fall? Mm. I feel like we are. Hey, whatever. Jesus is on the throne, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like... Not to say I don't care about America. Well, the the Bible is a, <laughs> but, a Middle Eastern-centric narrative and yeah. book that, like, doesn't seem to have America in the <laughs> end. <laughs> so it's like, we, we're very self-centered here. Yeah. You know, I, I do agree. Like, yeah, I want, like security and like freedom and all these things like yeah but it's kind of like what you're saying it's like should we be so against going through difficult times or should we get excited because we know christianity thrives in tribulation and it spreads Hmm. faster i don't know i mean getting excited about tribulation i don't know it's just that like if you're going to be excited about it, you're going to get what you pray for, right? Mm. You're going to be like, you're going to get more and more <laughs> tribulation. You're going to, you might not be excited after yeah. that, but I think we should be expecting it, you know, expecting it and expecting God to be faithful, that he'll pull us through. You know do, you I mean? to, do you want to get into some rapid fire questions? Okay. Yeah, sure. You ready for these, Caleb? I'll try. Do the little tune, Caleb. Do, 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 rapid fire. <laughs> rapid fire. Rapid fire. Oh my 
gosh. All right, I, let's. Uh, I don't think I'm ever gonna ask you to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, then mission accomplished. Mission. I feel like. <laughs> anyway, okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, so, if you could choose any single superpower, what would it be? Teleportation. <sighs> That's my favorite. Really? Yeah. Why? Why? It's just like, why do you need to fly? You can teleport. Like. Exactly. Why do I need to fly anywhere if I can just spawn there at will? Like, but th- that then brings up the question: Does that take some purpose out of life? Because there's no journey. Yeah, there's no journey. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a superpower, so I know it's fake. <laughs> but it is in the Bible. Like Philip was teleported <laughs> in, in Acts, in Acts eight, but. But he couldn't just do it whenever he wanted. <laughs> no, it was the Holy Spirit that did it. You know, yeah. it, was, it was God. But I don't know. I know superpowers are fake. Like, but I would really like to teleport. <laughs> yeah. It would so be nice. It'd be very convenient, and it would. It could probably help. What would you do? What would your week look like if uh, you could teleport, Bruh. I'd be in Europe <laughs> and <laughs> Africa and Asia, Australia. I'd go see Tyler Whitaker, my friend in Australia. Mm. Shout out Tyler. Um, I'd go to Mexico, visit my family whenever I want, dude. Come on. Like I'd It'd go be great everywhere. for making disciples. Uh, yeah, it would be. I'd visit D three over in Pemba and dude, I'd be everywhere <laughs> visiting homies, dude. I was just thinking it would be perfect for a podcast. Cause you could just like yeah. take your equipment in a backpack and like just Yeah, but your Wi Fi is gonna <laughs> not <laughs> gonna be so good. Or you could teleport them to us. Hmm. I think that's a different superpower. Well, like if you grab them and bring oh. them. Oh, out. yeah. You just. Oh, yeah. like the movie Jumper? Yeah, I love that that's, movie. That's the type of teleportation I would want. You know, like Jumper type of teleportation. Without not, the jump scars. Not like Star Trek. Without the jump scars. Yeah, without that stuff. But then they could just follow you. Yeah. Yeah. But like teleportation, I'd be able to grab something from another place and take mm. it with me. Mm. That's. Mm. That would be. So why do you think you want, like. I think everybody has a different reason for why they want a certain superpower. And it usually derives from like something in our personality or something (laughs) like that. Why would you want that? I don't know. I mean. Because our last one, I think, I don't think we did it with uh, Jackson, but our last one was super strength. Caleb Arn wanted super strength so that he could protect people that he's with. I think I could protect people with teleportation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it'd probably be better for protecting. <laughs> if you could teleport everybody you touch, it's like, everybody get in a circle. Come on. Yeah. Team huddle. Yeah. I don't know. Why would I want teleportation? I just want to be in different places that I can't really get to mm. just by traveling. Like. Imagine if once you received the Holy Spirit, you could teleport. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't know. Thank, thank you, Holy Spirit, for not giving us teleportation at will. Or we wouldn't be we wouldn't be rooted in any community. No, <laughs> we'd just be anywhere we wanted, and you know who cares? Be be like oh, I'm dipping. Yeah, you get, <laughs> it gets awkward for a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so preferred landscape: city, beach, mountains, lake, etc. Doesn't have to be one of those, but. What's your preferred uh, landscape? I'm thinking of the place my mom grew up in, in Mexico. Mm. That's perfect. It's like hilly mountains, small town, getting bigger now, but small town basically. And 
yeah it's gotta be a good community there too i mean what's the point of living in the mountains if there's nobody there with you yeah or living in the city and you don't know anybody even though you're surrounded but that's my landscape like like what, what do you want to say like mountains like or mountains in the distance but i don't know i'm just thinking of where is my it, mom grew up is in. it tropical or is it cold or um more trop it's more tropical it's in mexico so it's yeah closer to the equator but it, it gets cold like at night yeah. it just gets cold overnight and then it's like hot again <laughs> you know something like that just yeah when my mom grew up that'd be like perfect mm. and this last one you don't have to answer <laughs> if you don't want to all right that's the preface what that's the preface that's the preface mm-hmm. okay do you want to hear it <laughs> okay <laughs> ask him bro he's nervous now uh biggest insecurity if any and why and it could be something god has freed you from but may still be something that you're working on or i don't know that's why i say you don't have to answer like physical personality just any anything that you you know you feel like you may struggle with uh, Biggest insecurity. I'm trying to think. Not that I have to think hard <laughs> or to figure out an insecurity, but I'm trying to think, man. Which was the biggest one? I got a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, mm, biggest insecurity. Man, all of them, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any, Caleb? Oh, okay. Uh, sure. Wasn't thinking I would be going, but I can. Um, I think that one insecurity I struggle with is um, being a people pleaser. Mm. Um, there are lots of times where I uh, care too much about what other people think. Um and, you know, some of that has to do with me wanting to, you know, love people and be there for people, and that's good. But like we were talking about, our heart is so twisted, and there's so many motivations that are messed up, even if that's a good thing to want to help people or be there for people. Some of the core desire is that I want to be liked. I want to be accepted. And so I will almost change who I am depending on who I'm with to please those around me or to help those around me and well obviously that's not healthy um i need to be getting my uh, acceptance from god and care less about what other people think Mm. Mm. i like that i like that i still can't tell you my insecurity man it's all of them (laughs) i can't think of one you don't have to share yeah, I don't know. I thought you were going to ask, like, oh, who do you like or something like that. <laughs> who do you like? Uh, Confess every Mountain sin Valley. you've ever done. <laughs> who do you like at Mountain Valley? Uh, do you every, like someone? Everybody. Is there a girl? No. Yeah, no. You, we actually already talked about this. He's <laughs> looking nervous. No. <laughs> no, we already, we already talked about it. I'm looking cool, calm, and collected because we've already <laughs> talked about this. We did. <laughs> he's, he's focusing on God. I'm focusing I figured we could jump into Colossians here. You want to you wanna jump in? All right, jump in then. All right. This is, I, I was reading this last night. I was just highlighting the heck out of it because it's so good. I, I think it's one of my favorite books of the Bible, at least currently. 
right every now. time I read Colossians, I'm like, bro, I've been sleeping on Colossians, man. Like right. it says a lot. Do you think it's like, just because it's named yeah. Colossians? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it, it just sounds like Kalachi. Kalachi? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> I love Kalachis. Me too. Kalachis are great. I don't know. Maybe people just, I don't know. If, when it comes to New Testament letters, everybody focuses on Corinthians and Galatians and Ephesians and Philippians. And then they forget Colossians is right after it. Hey, my go-to is Timothy. Timothy. First and second Timothy, so good. Is, yeah. That's after Colossians, right? Uh, I believe so. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, no. No, it's yes, Thessalonians, it is, it right? Yes, Thessalonians and Timothy. Boom. Yeah, Boom. I, I mean, I was reading through those too. Those, there's some good stuff in there. Yeah, as well. Good stuff everywhere. It's the Bible, so it's it's good. All good. That's true. <laughs> but Colossians. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor mm. at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you have died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you shall share in his glory. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires. Do not be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of the world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still a part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malice behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have been stripped of your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your God, your creator, as you know to learn your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or Gentile, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must close yourself with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so yeah. you must also forgive. Above all, close yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. Yeah. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. And always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all of its richness Fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all of the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord mm. Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Mm. Dense, fire. bro. I see why that's all highlighted, bro. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's just fire. Like, dude, you're like, bro, why haven't I read Colossians in a long time, bro? It's fire. Your Bailey show. Um, what do y'all get from that? Show the, oh, the camera. Show the camera your um 
Oh, your highlights. Oh, Bro, like, like the whole chapter almost. Like all I know, of chapter three almost. I, I didn't, like, I, I try to be quite conservative with my with the highlights. But this one, I could not. <laughs> I'm guilty of highlighting a lot in the New Testament, especially. So what do y'all get from that? What what, what stands out to y'all? Uh, y'all want me to reread What is that anything? last part? Uh, whatever you say or do, do it as a representative of Christ to glorify him. Is that what it says? Yeah, whatever you do. Or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Hmm. That's awesome, dude. I think that's how you can live life and not be worried about it. Knowing the things, knowing why you do the things you do and who you do them for. And if you do them for God, then you're just like, dude, I can do anything for Christ. As long, think, as, as, long as it's not sin. You know? I think the key is to not live in fear, right? You're right, yeah. Because... I think a lot of times we're afraid to be a representative of Jesus yeah. because we're like, we, we're just like, we, we don't feel like we're ready. We don't You're insecure. Feel like, yeah. Yeah. And it's like that fear itself is what's keeping Jesus from speaking through you. Cause like you said, it's not up. It's not your good deeds. It's not, it's, it's literally laying down everything that you have ambitions for in order to follow or in order to, allow jesus to speak through you that's i think that's what it means to uh be represent representative and maybe we're fearful of being a representative because we're like you're like well what if i mess up well we look at these things that it says oh yeah flee tender-hearted mercy kindness humility gentleness and patience forgive those that offend you yeah make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone people are like man i'm not doing that right (sighs) And so that's why we're afraid. It's like, it's, there's a reason this comes before that. It's like, make sure we're doing this so that we're not fearful of being representative of Jesus. And that's why we have to go through that refining, refining process. That's mm-hmm. why we have to grow and learn and go through all these experiences because it teaches us to rely on God. It teaches us to do these things. It teaches us that peace it was talking about. Because right. we can be so secure in knowing who God is because he's brought us through things. Yeah. Because we've learned to count him as trustworthy mm-hmm. and because we know he's good. Yes. That uh, part about living in peace, that it says what, guards your heart or something like that? Peace in your heart? Um, above all else, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule your hearts. Yes. The peace that comes from Christ, Christ rule, rule your, your hearts. hearts. Yes. Like it reminds me of that Philippians verse, uh, Philippians like four, six, like the, or seven, that the peace that surpasses all understanding guards your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, our Lord. It's like, bruh, peace that surpasses understanding. Like, man, you said, um, how do you do, how do you do the things you do? Like, yeah, be a campus missionary, how do you work for Kyle? Like, well, cause knowing that I'm, I have peace, mm-hmm. like peace, as a part of understanding, like, I don't know why some things are happening all the time. Like, I don't know why we have a pandemic. I don't know why A&M wants to like, like kick out like any on-campus events or like deter them in some way. I don't know why. Like, I don't know when... We're going to be delivered from this, you know, but I have the peace and it surpasses the understanding and I have that peace first. It guards my heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Mm. Like, I don't have to worry about that. So can you, can you kind of walk us through what it's like to work for Chi Alpha or for Mountain Valley? Okay. Like, what do you do as an intern? 
a missionary like yeah, right. what is the weekly process like for anybody that's like you know maybe from our church yeah or maybe you're thinking about being yeah. a chi alpha intern or mountain valley intern like uh the process is probably going to change with the times and i don't think i don't think the internship right now is the same as even my friend ket two years ago you know he's told me hey, it's, it's evolved yeah but for me right now it's just um all right let me let me go through it sunday you go to church mm-hmm. you wake up early you help with the church facilitate whatever they need setting up volunteering in the back stacking chairs cleaning up you know make making sure you're like the first one's there the last one's to leave like that's main focus on sundays and then you know you, you go to your company your resource whatever you call it you know basically small group for small group leaders at night and you know you just basically regroup and talk about the week and you know be encouraged encourage each other's challenge each other's and hopefully change something this the next week you know yeah of like where you've been you know lacking or needing so that's a sunday and then mondays monday tuesday wednesdays we we have this thing called xa fit or jehovah's fitness <laughs> and it's something awesome dude like bro i used to work out as a freshman in college and like i liked doing it but then i stopped um later on and then getting back into it it, it it was hard at first but like you feel better do you, you feel you feel better knowing that your temple is, is being like you know like you're keeping it you're keeping it well do you know so we get to work out three times a week with each other and so everybody goes so you don't have to worry about you know this other person missing out and stuff and all the interns go and you get to see each other struggle and and just freaking like pant for air and stuff like that like me this morning uh, so yeah, we get to do that, and Mondays, you know, we have staff meeting. Uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we're on campus from like whatever time, like eleven at least eleven. And Tuesdays and Wednesdays, as interns, we get to like we get to challenge ourselves and really, really dive into these classes that we take. It's not like seminary classes. It's just like we meet up at the ministry center. And we have like a like a Bible class. Like we really just dig deep into the Bible, like a word, like one word. And we, we study it like the whole class. Like one week it was knowledge and the other week it could be like like translations of the Bible, yada, yada. And it's like it's like awesome to know these things. And really, um, Eli makes it very interesting. Like he, he gives us like assignments or homework and stuff like that. And it's just like, bro, we're being stretched. Like, yeah. Like who wants to like write a story right, like right after altitude. Like who wants to like, he, that was one of our assignments sometimes like write a story, like a fictional story about someone finding truth. Mm. And it was like, it was like, dude, right after altitude. And I was mm. like, bro, do I want to do that right now? No, but I'm working on it. You know, uh, it was like we were tired and everything and it's just like oh he still got homework you know cool so and then we, we graded each other's papers and stuff like that but okay so that's tuesday all right bible class tuesday wednesdays um we have another class it's the schaefer class like we read chapters out of francis schaefer's works and we go back to sam's house and we like talk about it and that's how that that schaefer class especially has helped me out a lot mm. in ministering because it like i said it's helped me dive back into like like caring for a soul, treating people like souls, like the way God treats them, the way God sees them, and really diving into the mind of the 21st century human. Mm. Like, you know, they've, and it, we've, done, we've 
dive really deep into that stuff. And, you know, it's helped me get people thinking. It's helped me with practically asking better questions on campus and not just asking yes or no questions. Has it increased your own faith? It has, yeah. Because I've seen, like, I've, I've tested it out. Like, I've tried it. Like, I've gone out, you know, even bolder than before. And, like, I've seen, like, what it can do. So, like, yeah, I got to try it out. And then mm. stuff happens. And you're just like, bro, I would never have been able to communicate with a person. Because, mm. like, communicating the gospel is imper- important. Otherwise, how are you, like, what's the point of having the gospel if you can't communicate it? Yeah. You know, it has to be in a way someone can understand it. Someone can hear it and understand Otherwise, then there's no point. And so, yeah, the, the Schaefer class is, is awesome. Um, right now, I'm giving, like, plasma twice a week. Twice a week. Like, you can see, like, the <laughs> needle holes in my arm for selling plasma. For like missions I, month. For missions month, yeah. So I get, like, $100 every time I go because I had COVID. And, yeah, something good came out of that. I get so much money from just shedding some blood just you know if jesus shed his blood for me i can shed some blood for the kingdom right and uh yeah i do that on wednesdays and then we have our chi alpha nights like we go to the park we set up our service that we have and it's like it's basically very basically like a church service but that's amazing you don't have to go to a church you're literally outdoors you're with your homies kid like college students your age and you're like man we've seen so much things happen this semester dude like literally people giving up everything yeah bro not to out us but there's like at least like 200 people that show up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i remember the the first time we were at uh wolfpen creek park like we took a picture and i individually counted every head i saw mm. in that picture and it was at least 200 from what i remember mm. like at least 200 dude and i was like bro during a pandemic <laughs> that, that's pretty crazy <laughs> having 200 people gathered together but you know uh, like the holy spirit it's man. the holy spirit man it's the holy spirit's working so that's wednesday and we get to like set up and tear down for that and facilitate you know for the service that we have and it's awesome seeing people come to the altar really not just being challenged but being changed you know it's it's so awesome i love it that's a wednesday thursdays something special this year is like we get to go to other campuses so i every other thursday i go to baylor in waco we visit the Kyle over there and we we're just a blessing to them. We just basically do booth over there, evangelize over there, visit the small groups over there, you know, just be a blessing to them in, in Waco. And I do that every other Thursday. If I, if I'm not going to Waco on a Thursday, there is another, there's another intern class that we have and it's topical. It's about a certain topic. Like and some of the interns go to different places. Yeah. Yeah. Like I go to Waco and Baylor and a couple of other dudes do too, but we got other people going to SMU, TU, SFA, uh, Abilene Christian University, and I don't know if I'm missing one, but I think I think I got them all. Do Do they ever visit Tarleton? Uh, do they ever visit Nacogdoches? Yeah. yeah, SFA. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Ricky, he goes to SFA, and his wife and Dio and Antoinette, mm. like they go every other week, and it's been awesome over there. Like we're seeing fruit everywhere, mm. everywhere, not just here in College Station. Like we know Talk it's about happening everywhere. You, else. you were saying talking about the fruit of like people just giving things away. Okay, yeah, dude, that's crazy. Like, Sam Eisenhower, an OG, OG of Chi Alpha, he says, after that one service we had Wednesday night where people were literally, like, giving away their video games, giving away these expensive things, idols, basically, just for, like, some good 
gold old dead guy books like mm-hmm. that'll help them with their walk with God that'll really help their intimacy with God and and destroy the idols in their life like people literally giving up stuff for that it's like Sam said that he hasn't seen like revival like that since or he hasn't seen something like that go down since like his time in Sam Houston State University back when wow. he used to go to college and that was a while ago and uh it was just a, like a huge revival over in Huntsville like the Chi Alpha over there it was just huge people just getting baptized bro like people just running to get baptized and stuff like that it's just like people repenting people literally getting right with the lord in front of our eyes like that one service we had like a girl come up and say literally speak from her heart saying like yeah i want to be right with god yeah like bro like that is crazy that is so amazing it's so awesome like people giving up like (laughs) people (laughs) giving up their video games their their expensive cologne collection, their jobs even. Like, come on. No. Come on, dude. That's crazy. Like, actually putting your money where your mouth is. That's what this Bible was for me. Like, it wasn't giving up anything except, well, I guess it was. Gave up 50 bucks to invest in this Bible. Never have I spent too much on a Bible. (laughs) Right. And I I think the most I've spent is like 80. But it was... So uh, Caleb says we have a so we have a question. I don't have it up on my screen because I just refreshed it. But if you want to say the question that we What's have. What's the question? All right. So it is a little um, off topic, but it's an interesting one. So Who's uh, flopping frog? Said, sup, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, so flopping frog? Stanley, uh, I have no idea how to say your last name, so I'm sorry, Stanley. I know one Stanley, so it might be the Stanley I'm thinking of. What is his last but, name? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he says, hello, brothers. I have a question for you guys. Are crosses and statues of Jesus, Mary, etc., considered graven images? Ooh. Well, they're images because I can see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what graven means, dude. What are you asking, really? I don't understand. He's like, saying, is it like an idol? Is it an idol? It could be. It could be. Um, I don't really get praying to statues and images and stuff like that like i don't get what does that what does that do like like or images of jesus or or whatever like god is spirit and you know you can't there's no image like we don't have like nobody had an iphone in the the middle east in the year 33 to see show you a picture of jesus and i think god did did that on purpose so that we wouldn't worship an image Mm. we don't know what jesus looks like because he doesn't want us to worship an image what does it matter what he looks like like? what does it matter (laughs) i mean we kind of have clues from the bible from isaiah 53 that like there was no attraction in him no comeliness whatever the the verse is whatever the verse is there's nothing attractive about him reproached by human beings a man of sorrows you know so i mean we don't really know what he looks like but uh, as far as like mary we don't know what she looks like either right it's not just an image and graven images like crosses like i personally don't wear a cross um i actually have some scripture that might help i don't know if it answers this question okay. right away but i was like i remember kind of reading something about this it says so uh, so like there was different festivals that were you know common uh back in the first century and it says uh don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or sabbaths for these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come and christ himself is that reality 
So then it says, don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial or worship of angels, saying they had visions about these things. Their sinful minds have made them proud, and they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body. For he holds the whole body together and joins and joins and ligaments and grows as God nourishes it. So, you know, what, what I really get from that is like, why are we so caught up on the things of earth, right? We're focused on, dang, like, you know, should we be worshiping a statue? Hmm. Of course not. No. Right? God is 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 alive and he wants to connect with us personally. Okay, yeah. And so is having a statue of Jesus to remind people of Jesus wrong? I don't think so. Yes. Like personally because it's just a way to communicate. Now, are the statues accurate about what he looks like? I'd say probably, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. So I don't think there's really a set answer on whether this I is good. If you're worshiping the the image and that statue or you're worshiping Mary, someone other than the God of the universe, which is Jesus, then there is a problem there. But yeah, there is a problem with graven images and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and it's I think doing that those there's nothing wrong with having a cross. Yeah. I don't think so either. Like yeah. Bailey's wearing yeah, one. Like exactly. I think but that it, um, it can I be a great it. reminder of yeah. what God did for us and it can, help us to be thankful for who he is and what he's done in our right. lives. But if it becomes, oh, I believe this cross is going to protect me or this cross has some <laughs> yeah. sort of inherent value. Or I'm Christian because I wear a cross. Right. Or yeah. like I have this picture of Jesus and the picture of Jesus is going to protect me or something like that. Yeah, Those things can help us to focus on God. But if they become the center or it distracts us at all, from our personal relationship with yeah. God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, then it would be a graven image. Yeah, then I do find a problem with that, yeah. But having them, no, not really. I think it's Nothing I th in itself. I think it's similar to a tattoo, right? A tattoo, yeah. I don't think having a tattoo, uh, at least I don't think the Bible suggests. And, and, and The only I, verse that references tattoos is, is, is don't get tattoos in the Bible. Well, so. well, it's not saying tattoos. It's like, Basically, don't hurt yourself, your bio, your body. Yeah, but or is it but there, there or something like that. There is a I I think Mark what I forget his last name. He has a YouTube channel. He has a great. Uh, maybe we'll link it below. We'll, we'll find it and link it below. Uh, he has a great message on tattoos, and basically what it comes down with is tattoos can be a sin, and they also cannot be a sin, based on. <laughs> the convictions of the individual. So if you're getting a tattoo, knowing you're going to worship that tattoo and no, thinking that it has some type of spiritual, real spiritual significance yeah. of like, this is going to, like Caleb said, this is going to like a tattoo of a cross or, or something yeah, like that. Then, then, you know, it's, it's really like, I personally, I have one tattoo and it's a tattoo of a cross on my ankle. I don't think I'm going to get any more. I've thought of things I've wanted, but the things is thing is, as you grow with the Lord, like the things that I thought were so important in the Bible, I don't necessarily think those are the most important things anymore. Some of the things like it's changed what my focus has been on, you know, and so 
I do think when you mark something on your body, it can have some type of spiritual stronghold on you. Like if you get skulls all it over could, your, yeah. Well, all yeah. Over your skulls body. is death. Skulls are ugly. So uh, Stanley, is that the same Stanley? A- yes. Akujor. Akujor? Hello, Stanley Akujor. <laughs> Akujor, please correct us if uh, we're saying your name wrong. Yes. They said, I Sorry. bought some biblical comic books, and some people thought it was against the commandments to make those because of the images of Jesus and angels in it. So that's why I was asking. Hmm. I, I don't think that's wrong. I don't no. think that's wrong either. As yeah. long as you don't, like, think that that's, like, reality, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it's like the chosen, right? You were talking yeah, about like, that, I was like, literally going to say, yeah, like, the chosen, like, Jesus... We don't know if Jesus looks like that guy from The Chosen. We don't know if Peter does or Simon does or any well, of the characters. We, but know, we know he didn't look like him. Yeah. Because it's a different person. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not only that, but I think that things like tattoos or graven images could be a bit dependent on um, the person, yeah. like you were talking about. And it's I, one way you could define sin would be anything that God has specifically told or God has told you not to do, whether it be in the Bible or individually. Mm. Like for example, if God tells me, do not listen to secular music, only listen to Christian music. Mm. Then if I listen to secular music, that would be a sin. Totally. But in a way, but that's not a universal sin for everyone because God specifically told me that. So I shouldn't go around telling other people, Hey, you shouldn't be listening to secular music. And so, but, 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 right. The but here, of course, is, is that always buts. The fruit is what we're known by. Right. And so it can affect our witness. Of course. It has an effect on the way people perceive us. So if I'm listening to old school Kanye (laughs) all the time, I'm not talking about his new stuff. But if I'm listening to... If I'm listening to Travis Scott or something Travis while Scott, I'm on campus you, with a, holding yeah. a Bible, like, what's and, that going to look like? <laughs> right. And and what's that feeding your soul, right? right? And I soul. could say that, like, I, I 100% agree with you, but in regards to, like, oh, any secular music is bad, um, I think that would really depend on the person's convictions yeah. or with a tattoo or with wearing a cross or other things. Wait, so what you're saying is you don't listen to any secular music at all? Uh, I, well, I was saying that as an example. Oh, um, okay. Gotcha. I, I personally mostly listen to Christian music, yeah. but I've got a couple songs that aren't. Um, but I know that... <sighs> Bro. <laughs> the wrath <laughs> of God. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what yeah. is important to remember is if we get so legalistic and you have to do all of the rules, you have to list out all the things that you should and shouldn't do, as opposed to focused on depending on God and going to him and seeking him and what he's calling you to do, that's where it gets dangerous. And that's where we lose our way and become like the Pharisees who were so intent on putting the 10-foot barrier around (laughs) all the things that you shouldn't do that they lost sight of what the truth and the spirit of the law was. Facts. Right. And that's when we... begin to worry we aren't patient we are depending on our own work insecure and get so much pride that we're we seem to be doing all the right things yeah you puff yourself other people aren't and so oh i'm perfect Uh, because uh, i check all my boxes Mm. yeah i've done all these things 
Other people suck. I'm yeah. great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can't believe everyone isn't like me. <laughs> Shame that on them. Suck, Shame man. on them. Like, what would the Christian walk be like if everybody was being sanctified at the same rate? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> At the same rate? It's like, oh, you hit five years old, so you have to be at this place in your walk with God. You hit ten years old, and you better be here. Stanley Akujor said, yes. Perfect pronunciation, brother. Akujor. Akujor. Hello. That's a dope last name. It is. Hey, um, uh, Stanley, comment, are we pronouncing your name right? No, he already did. He said, yes, perfect pronunciation. Oh, he was talking about, got it. Yeah, because I pronounced it earlier. Uh, what were we talking? Where, where do we want to transition here? What? So, oh, oh, I did want to ask this. So yes. you, so okay. Some people are like, the Bible is all you need, right? Just read the Bible, you're good. Which, if you're not reading the Bible every day, there's probably something wrong. But what has the value or the fruit that you've seen from listening to these other biblical authors? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, spirit-based authors yeah. like uh, Schaefer. It, what has that fruit been like for you? Because, because I did. I think Pastor Eli or or maybe Josh was talking about the uh, effect of like there's biblical truths yeah. within this book. Yeah, especially that one. I mean, it starts off with a verse, right? Every day. I think it's just that, like, no matter how wise you think these guys are, they're not getting wisdom from themselves. Mm. They're getting wisdom from, yes, from their own experiences, but that wisdom isn't from themselves. Like, you know what mm. I mean? Like, it's been, it's revelation, I think. Mm. That's important. Like, like. And we were called to different things, like yeah. teaching or evangelizing. Teaching, evangelizing. Encouraging. Helps. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. But uh, the thing about, like, these old dead guys, like, Oswald Chambers. <laughs> these and old dead guys. Schaefer and all them <laughs> people, like, they've experienced, they have their own walks with God. And they've experienced their own things, and they get to share it with us. And we shouldn't be envying those people for their walks with God. It should be motivating us, if anything, and encouraging us, saying that, oh, if they can do it, then shoot, I, maybe I can do it too. You know what I mean? Like, well, it should make us want to have like a similar impact. Yeah. It should make us want to do. Mm. It should make us want to obey because we see the fruit of their obedience. And I mean, if, if they didn't obey, then we wouldn't have the fruit. Yeah. Well, in contrast to the to the rap music, it's like filling our minds with things yes. of God. Yeah, it's like renewing your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm. If Playboy Cardi is going to be in my mind, playing in my mind all day, I'm going to have a bad day spiritually, man. Yeah. I'm going to be thinking about this crap. When it's I like shouldn't. it's like why why create more difficulty for yourself like Jesus never says, like, create more difficulty in your life. Put more mm-hmm. temptation around you so that you may Tempt be yourself. sanctified more. No, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you put things... It says flee your, from like, sin. You're having these conflicted ideas like, yes, I love Jesus. I'm worshiping. And then it's like, you know, get money. <laughs> love drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> what? What are you... What? Like, but I don't listen... Bro. I don't listen to the words, man. I just listen I to just the beat. Like, no, but it's doing something to your soul. It's doing yeah. something to your spirit. It's what your soul longs for. It's probably for. worse if you're not listening to the words. Yes, because you're, you're being deceived. Is, you're yeah. being deceived. <laughs> and you don't even know it. Like, come on. Like, I, 
even some like like you were saying, Caleb, even some uh, songs that I've just noticed I've been, you know, not necessarily I think convicted sometimes, but just like mindful about this. Like even secular music that doesn't seem to be bad, and then you start to realize, well, dang, they're you know it's not bad per se, but they're setting their minds. On things that are on the earth yeah and they're all their concepts and ideas are centered around these earthly things whether it's yeah. love or or something they did but and it's it's, yeah. it's based in the temporary and so we yeah. sync our minds up with those messages yes yeah, like and especially when you're like when you're like a teenager you're young and you listen to like 21 savage and Playboy mm. cardi travis scott like you don't even know what you're listening to, mm. but you're going to be thinking about these things and you might actually start believing them. Like it's the devil's music. I think it's devil music really like nastiness like that, bro. Like yeah, yesterday I, I, I visited my brother and I told him like, dude, why are you listening to this music? Like, why are you listening to yeah. Travis Scott? Why are you listening to all the crap I used to listen well, to? Well, and like, I don't just talk crap about rap either. Okay. There's other things, but that's just like, well, country music. Yeah, country music uh, like they got. There's only genre of music that could talk about beer, a girl, a truck, and God in the same song. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on! And not to say having a beer is wrong, or like getting drunk. Getting yeah, they talk about getting, getting drunk. drunk or I'm hanging out with a girl. My lights into your house. Hanging <laughs> out with a girl in your truck, getting yeah. drunk, and then talking about God <laughs> in the same. Yeah. Like Lord knows, I, I, I love. I him. do like. I do, like that song. I do like that song I wish grandpa's never died I wish every car had drug bed oh my And every God. rogue was named Copperhead And school or, And coolers never run out Of cold but like, I don't know There's something about that like, It's touches, so simple touch, I know it touches my Texans mm. My Texan heart like, <laughs> What Whoa. I think is so interesting though Is that um, And I was talking to my roommates about this But it's interesting that in Christian circles, there's some songs where it's like, oh, I don't know if I dis if I agree with that, mm. like th theologically, and mm. so I'm not going to listen to that. Right. Oh, that song talks about this, so I don't know if that's true or not. So I'm just going <laughs> to ignore that or hide from it. Or yeah. like some people uh, dislike the song "Reckless Love." Yes, I was about to say sure that. <laughs> if, God's love is reckless. I was about to say reckless. I personally think it kind of is because well, he I mean, just had I what, reckless devotion for us. Is, is there a scripture that talks about being recklessly abandoned to the world or to God? Like um, you're recklessly abandoning the world. What does reckless even mean? I think, I think so. Because it's like you don't care about yeah, the consequence of right. abandoning the world. And that's what Jesus did. But what I think is so interesting is that they're fine listening to secular music, Careless, but if um, mindless, but if they listen to a, a Christian song that they d disagree with slightly theologically, they don't listen to that, mm. and it's almost like they're try it. It seems to be like a spirit of oh, I'm holy and I have all the answers, and I don't think that this is right, so I'm not going to listen to these songs. Even while we're listening to songs about beer and <laughs> yeah. sex, well, you and know all what's you know what's funny is like I'll I'll uh, put on Christian rap like for my grandma, <laughs> and she's like, 
what is this disgusting <laughs> nonsense? No, I love my grandma. Shout out to my grandma. She probably listened to this and watched this. Love you, grandma. Hello. But it, it's just funny, the, the generational things of like Christian rap. Like people, like I think because rap for so long was so bad. Right. And yeah. you put on Christian <laughs> rap, your grandma's like, like what is what this? is this yeah, devil yeah. music? The same and thing then, And then you put rock. on then you put on a country song, and she's like, "Oh, this is great," <laughs> and it's like talking about but themes that yeah. are so yeah. bad. I it's mean, the, the same thing happened with rock. Um, people were like, "Their yeah. Christian rock became a thing." Yeah. But before then, it was bro, very a very dark thing. People like the church back then looked at it as like, "Bro, that's terrible." We we do have <laughs> an interesting question here. It's is it from Stanley, and it says. Would you guys say Christian rap songs are a demonic or any secular song that have sprinkle of Christianity in it? I would I would not say Christian rap is demonic. I would not say I would that. say I'd say it's poetry, it's art. Like there's poetry found all over the Bible. So I would say a classic Kaiophaism is intent is prior to content. Mm. Why are you making that song? Why are you listening to that song? You're going to get something out of it based on your uh, motives mm. going into it. I think if your motive is to glorify God and not glorify yourself, then, yeah. Like those secular songs with a sprinkle of Jesus in it, like, okay, it was what was your motive behind putting that little sprinkle in there? Like, right. was it really? Because you, cause you're talking about all this and then just this little sprinkle of Jesus. Is, is that really your motive to like... To like glorify God when the whole song really isn't about God, right. you know what I'm saying? Like it's almost to cover your own. It's almost to cover like and please everybody. Like you gotta please the heathens, the world, and then the Christians. Boom, here's here's Jesus and <laughs> somewhere in there, and uh, like yeah. Christian rap. Like I think if you're a Christian rapper and you're not making those songs for for God for Jesus, like trying to glorify Him, then I think there is a problem. If you're trying to show off how good of a rapper you are, then there's a problem. Yeah. But that's true with any any song, any thing, yeah. any movie, any book, any job, if we're trying to glorify ourselves or glorify right, yeah. money or anything else. Yeah. It's like it's do, do everything with excellence as if you're working for God. Yes. You know, it's like so what is God's purpose for us? What's well, the glorify him? But if we it's impossible. Like literally what this was saying earlier. It was like if if you have any bit of uh, personal aspiration or or still in what you're doing, then it's impossible to connect with the true character of God. Mm. Uh, I, I where where did it say that? Um, you can only get there, or yeah, it's, uh, as long as you have. A personal interest in your own character or set of ambition you cannot get through into the identification with God's interests it's like boom I, I and I I think to be honest to be confession we, we did this in the other show but like that's I think a big reason we've been seeing growth in the podcast recently is me literally coming to Caleb and I'm like dude our intentions for the show are wrong like it was God as a means, not God as the end. And so God as a means, like, yes, I'm going to talk about God and do something good so I can bless God's heart while I 
focus and work towards a career in evangelism, I guess, or in podcasting, right? Uh, because it, this the podcast did originally start with Mindless Millennials podcast, which didn't start for God. And yeah. then God was sanctifying me throughout <laughs> that process to bring us to where we're here today. And then he continued to sanctify after I dedicated the show to him and said, hey, but what is your intent? Yeah, Is your intent to glorify me? And it's like, uh, if I'm being honest, my intent is so I can do podcasting full time. Yeah. Like, and then recently just being like, man, that is so futile because if I don't make it to that point, then I would have failed. But if my purpose is the glorification of God, if the reason we're here is so other Christians can hear things and conversations and ideas spark that seed of things they haven't yeah. thought about and equip them better then then that is a worthy cause yeah. and maybe it grows enough to where you can do this all the time and equip more people but the idea of growing for yourself is so futile because the intention is not the glorification of God, which ultimately will lead you to despair. Your purpose is tied up in something that's going to go away. The glorification of God, the things that you do to glorify him are eternal. You're going to reap the rewards yeah. eternally. Yes, works will not get you into heaven, but you will have in that place in the age to come, that place of eternity where we get yeah. to spend eternity with each other, there is rewards based upon what we do it's like it literally tells us in the scriptures we will be rewarded for the things that we do here and rewarded accordingly and so i think to kind of wrap it back around to like the music to anything we do if we do anything even working at your accounting job for a purpose other than glorifying god you will be disappointed. Yeah. And it's like, do we want to be disappointed? No. Nobody wants to be disappointed, <laughs> dude. But yeah. but you can't do it because you just don't want to be disappointed. You have to do it because you want God right, right. to be. You got to think about God. To get what he Not wants. about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Which is crazy. But when you change that intention, when you change that purpose, it frees you from the shackles of the things that you think are going to free you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ironic. Because, like, if you become a famous Christian rapper, you're like, dang, I don't got to work a job. I can rap all the time. <laughs> you're going to be enslaved to that. Yeah. You know? Yep. Like, because your purpose is to be a full-time Christian rapper. Your purpose is not glorifying God through the music. Yeah. You can do anything to glorify God. Like, I think it starts with the morning. It Like... It starts with the evening. It starts with what you said, that daily pursuit. It starts with getting in the word, getting to know God. Like, why am I? Asking yourself, why am I doing certain things? Yeah. Why do I want to do this? Why is this my ambition? Who do I do them for? Yeah. It's important, yeah. But like like Chambers said, to have any inclination of your own ambition still seated in the things that you do, keeps you from adopting the intention and the purpose of God. Mm. Boom. And that Boom. is intense. Most pastors from most places in the Western culture will not tell you that. Dang. They'll tell you, embrace your giftings, follow your passions. Follow your wow. passions. 
Honestly, so corny. if you focus on following your passions, you're not going to want to serve in children's ministry. You know, mm -hmm. you're not going to want to set up chairs. Your David, your passion is not setting up Chi Alpha chairs. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, it could be. No, <laughs> wait, it's not. If you're so, <laughs> if you're so focused on that, you're like, man, my passion, bro. I my passion, <laughs> and, and then the one time, like, I don't get to do that or something like that. It's like, bro, you're gonna be disappointed. Right. Yeah. Dude, what if your passion is to speak at Chi Alpha? That's your passion, but you never get it, and you're always. I'm gonna be up disappointed. Or if I do get it, and like it goes terrible, <laughs> then right. it's just gonna be like, bro, this is what you wanted, dude. Well, look, and, and if you're, so let's let's use this as an example. Yeah. If your purpose is to glorify God, and you happen to do that through speaking at Chi Alpha, you will be satisfied from that yes, because yeah. God will get glory, and someone's life will be changed through Him speaking through you. Now, if your purpose is to speak at Chi Alpha, you'll get up there, you'll speak. The Lord will not be able to speak through you, and nobody will reap fruit from it, and you will be disappointed. And not Dude, only that, you will be <laughs> left lacking because... Yes the fact of where your heart was at in it you'll get your reward like jesus said you'll get your reward you'll speak in front of people and you'll get an applause and you'll get recognition but that's it and then afterwards you're gonna and go afterwards cry. you're just like oh man that sucked. <laughs> you know you, you get it but yeah if you seek the glory from from men then. and and the question i have and this is i think the the biggest thing in our christian walk this is the biggest problem that we face every day what because it? it's from Genesis to now is how do we get free from self-glorification and wanting to be our own God? Because it's a daily battle. It's against not against flesh and blood. It's not against what other people think of you. It's not, uh, you know, it's not any of these propaganda things that we placed on ourselves about who we yeah. are. It's how do we get free from wanting to glorify ourselves from our intentions and our ambitions versus God's ambitions. That has been the problem. That. that has been the problem since the hmm. creation of man. Yeah. I know Caleb's got something to brewing. Yeah, what you got over there, mind. Caleb? <laughs> well, I mean, I think that, um, like you said, it's all about relying on God. It's all about receiving from him and so yeah but what does that mean well i mean i think a part of it is yes god gave us our passions god gave us our um our skills and put those things inside of us and so mm. we need to give them back to him and mm. so that means how do you do that well one it's really <laughs> just relying on him but it's all about um not focusing on the numbers or focusing on how successful you are like for example, for me, God has put a passion of writing in my heart, um, yeah. and I'm working on that, and I'm loving it. Get ready for it. <laughs> yes. It's almost done, right? Yep. Um, I'm almost done editing it, which has been taking forever. What are you forever. doing? I'm pumped for that, man. What is it? Uh, I wrote a Christian fiction novel. Oh. Do you, do you know what the name is? I think um, you told me it a You got a name? Back, it will be, uh, the unofficial title is Downfall. Okay. Um, I'm not great at titles, though, so we'll see if that's what we go Is it a with. short story? Uh, no, it's a full novel. I no. like the title. <laughs> yeah, it's a full. Dang. He's a beast. <laughs> you are a beast. He's a beast. But, um... <laughs> Can't even write my name. Um, <laughs> I can't even write my name. <laughs> if I, my name. 
am so focused on, oh, I want glory, or oh, I need to get these many people to buy my books, or oh, I need to be make money off of um, being an author, or all of these things, I will get discouraged. Because what if that's not what God has yeah. for me? What if I don't make a ton of money off of my book, this book or any other book I write? Oh, then you're a complete failure. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. In the world's eyes, yeah. I'd yes. be a complete failure. But if it's all about focusing on God and letting him use me, then... And you're a complete success. Yeah. All that mm. matters is I'm so focused on him that I don't even see the world. I'm so focused on him and glorifying him and being thankful, just being so, so grateful for what he's done in me and for what I have been able to do. And um, going back to the analogy I used um, what, however many podcasts ago, getting to build those sandcastles, getting to design it and have fun with it and create it, even if a, um, a wave washes it away, I can still be grateful for what God allowed me to do. I can still mm. be excited for what he wants to do next. And so it's all about Well, and you know, that. you know that sandcastle's gonna wash away. Yeah. And so if mm. I know that it's gonna wash away, then I don't have to be afraid of failure. I don't have to be afraid of messing up because it'll happen and mm. until then I just get to enjoy the process with God. And obviously, this is easier said than done. I struggle with this. Bailey struggles with this. David struggles with this. We all struggle with um, putting things above God. It's we, so easy we're in to a broken do. World. It's yeah. easy. And it's because there's so much around us that point other directions. Yeah. But and don't listen to anybody yeah. that says this isn't a broken world. <laughs> it like, is. It's broken, dude. <laughs> it's so broken. That's why there's but sin. What's so powerful is that God has given us an opportunity to partner with Him. Yeah, He's given us an opportunity yeah. to continually turn back to Him, even when we turn away from Him, even when we focus on the things of this world, even when we get like, "Ooh, we got another subscriber." Which, not necessarily a bad thing. But, Which is kind of fun. Yeah, it's great. But as long as it, we're focused on God, even when we turn away, we have to turn back to him. It's a daily mm. process of remembering and forgetting. Well, one of the coolest things about the subscriber thing is what is the intention, right? Yeah. Is it a number? Is it a score so that you can brag about? Or is each one of those people people? Yeah. yeah. Each one of the subscribers are people that are watching their souls. And, and when you recognize that, 215 subscribers, dude, that's a lot of people. Yeah, I don't even know 215 people. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? That's a lot of people. And, so many. And, and Caleb and I get excited yeah. Yeah, by sad. that. But like to the world, to probably most people that look at it, they're like, yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> he has a podcast, yeah. 215 <laughs> people. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's nothing. It's like, no, those are people. Those are yeah. people. <laughs> hey, I'll be excited if I just sell one copy of my book because yeah. that means that God wanted that person to have that book and God can use it in their lives. Mm. And so if we can be grateful for those small things, if it's all about thankfulness and focusing on God, because I think that's mm. how we do it. It's thankfulness. So just say, God, I thank you for this. God, I thank you for this. God, I thank you for this. And just layer it, layer and layer those onto your life. And so it's just, you're so... Yeah focused on being thankful that you even you forget about being frustrated and being right. discouraged bro why why do we like 
Uh, what is? Are you gonna read this scripture? Oh, I was reading Romans six seven. You were asking like, uh, how do we get people to stop wanting to glorify themselves? Mm. And I was gonna. I, was, I thought of Romans six seven. Do you want to read it or uh, do you have it? In your head? You can read it. Here. <laughs> oh, okay, I can read it. Yeah. I, was I was thinking. Just, I was thinking when when you said be thankful, Caleb. I was thinking about what we just read in Colossians. It was like do all this with thankfulness. Yeah. Well, all the Bible really talks about thankfulness because it's mm. so important. Mm. Yeah. Well, the verse I was looking at is that for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. That's it. Mm. And like, that's NLT, right? I love NLT. Like, since we died with Christ. Yeah. I think people need to die. Not literally <laughs> die, but yeah. need to die to themselves. Yeah. Die and with Christ. One of my What's favorite verses right now is First um, Timothy 6.6, 6, which says, Godliness combined with contentment brings great profit. So it's a combination mm. of pursuing godliness, pursuing what God has for you, all those things that we're talking about, but combined with contentment and gratefulness. David's like, people need to die. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just kill everyone. No, no, no. But it's, it's funny. Die now so you don't have to die later. Die now. Yeah. So you don't die the second death. Yeah. Which is <laughs> kind of crazy because uh, it's like Josh's quote that he took from someone else. That's what I love about Christianity. We plagiarize everybody. Oh, and it's it's <laughs> fair game, baby. Because yeah. we we're all plagiarizing God. Well, we so. want people to plagiarize us. Yes. Yeah. If you want to like start your own YouTube channel and literally copy all of our episodes on, dude, Bruh. go for it. I don't. I can't say that YouTube's not going to shut you down, but like, go for it. We won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start making clips of this. If you want to make clips of this, go ahead. Please do it. That would be amazing. Just make clips, throw them out there, whatever. Of little nuggets of good things. But uh, like Josh says, put to death that in which, that, put to death in you, in ourselves, that yeah. in which will be put to death on the day of the Lord. So you don't get put to death on the day of the Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's bro. really a choice. We re- like, don't, nope, don't let any pastor, anybody tell you that you don't have choice because it really is a choice. It's a choice to follow now and reap later. Or not follow now and die later. Yeah. Like, that's literally the choice. And it's not that, put, honestly, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of all wisdom. wisdom. But it's like, it's not just to, like, scare you. Like, you're no. not, we're not trying to scare you. It's just the truth. Like, we have choice to receive Jesus now. It's not all up to you to save yourself. It's not all up to you to yeah, do you these can't things. save yourself. But it's your choice to come to the word, receive Jesus. Jesus through the word receive the truth through the word and then be restored and renewed by allowing the spirit of God to change the way you think yeah and it's a process we have to remember it It is is a process process. it's a process of refinement it's a process of becoming more Mm Christ-like it's a process of remembering and forgetting we're gonna forget we're going to get discouraged we're gonna turn to the things of this world yeah i don't think it'd be it's fair if we just turning it, back and remembering it wouldn't be fair if we just got saved and we went to heaven <laughs> well, no, it, it, it not only wouldn't it be like fair, immediately it wouldn't not only wouldn't it be fair it wouldn't be it wouldn't be fruitful. loving yeah it wouldn't be loving either like why why would i want to spend eternity with someone that i don't want to spend 20 minutes with <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, unless you die 20 minutes after you get saved, you know what I mean? And you spent all of them <laughs> with Jesus, but, you know, a whole lifetime. If you could spend a whole lifetime with Jesus, you can spend eternity with him. You would want to. 
Otherwise, then why would you want to go to heaven? He won't make you. He won't make you. That wouldn't be loving. But yeah, praise God. Love is a choice. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and that he allows us to go through things so that we can grow and yeah. so that we can, we can rely on learn. him more. Yeah, yeah, we can rely on him. So what do you guys think are some big takeaways from it? We, we've been, this is a very scattered <laughs> episode. It's not. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It, <laughs> yeah. It's, it, and it's definitely ramped up. Like It's not scripted. What, what have we been talking about? We've been talking about. Uh, uh, how do we. How do we literally, like, how do we. Like being clay in the potter's hands? Yes. How, yeah, how do we not be. It's mm. we've <laughs> been ta- I feel like we've been talking about the I process. Know, I know the I know, process I know. of but learning. The world and tells us we need our ambition. We need to yeah. f- like no. everybody in our life too. Like if they're not fully surrendered to the the Lord, they're like, "Gosh, you have to go make something of yourself." Like yeah. no, and, uh, and true. I do think work is good. I do think work is awesome. Dude. Moving and and creating. I think that's amazing. That's why we're here doing this right now. Uh, but to to separate that from the favor and the blessing of God, and, and to to focus on our own ambition through it, I think the biggest thing that I've learned from the podcast experience is that if you have surrendered yourself to God, <laughs> He's gonna refine you, refine you, refine you, yeah. refine you until you realize that the reason you started what you're doing is not the reason you should be doing <laughs> it, yeah. and. And it's it, good. <laughs> and you're going to change. And if you're either going to change or it's going to eat you up forever. It's good to know that now then <laughs> in the judgment seat. Because <laughs> it's all about moving glory to glory to glory mm. to glory, walking further with Christ. And, and to describe that, what, what does glory to glory mean? Does it mean like it means going not glory in your own. Right. It means going from glory to glory, which means God shows up to be glorified through your circumstances. Yeah, exactly. Which I've, I've like, I always hear the glory to glory. It's like, oh, it's easy to say. Yeah. We go from glory to glory. It's like, <laughs> why? Why? No, no, no. Like, like, no, like, what does that mean? Like, I never really understood it. It may be until right now. It's like, mm. it's not us being glorified. It's not glory. It's, no. it's yeah. literally in our good we glorify God, and in the lows, we glorify God because he steps in. And not only that, but it's ex- getting to experience more and more of his glory mm. and encountering more and more of his love and experiencing his goodness and faithfulness. Mm. And the so, deeper we get to go with God, the deeper that grows. So I guess what you're really saying is embrace the walk. Yeah. Because it's not one easy answer of like, how do we do this? <laughs> it's like what we're what what uh, Oswald was saying uh, uh, last week was, <laughs> well, he said it way longer than last week, but uh, what we were repeating from him, which kind of is his words living last week, uh, <laughs> is that sometimes God takes us through stuff, or probably in everyone's life, God will take us through things not for our own good but to make us more useful in his hand, which yep. means to make us more useful for his will, hmm. for his glory. And it's like, that's a tough pill to swallow because it means we're going to have to literally die to ourselves. Like you said, yeah. we're going to have to die to our ambitions because God is so much greater than anything we can come up with on our own. Right. 
but it's a hard pill to swallow because it's going to hurt. Yeah. No, we have to walk here. through heartbreak. We have to walk through disappointment. We have to walk through the, the glass, the broken glass of this world. Yeah. Because God wants to restore us to who we were made to be mm. so that we may fully be capable of glorifying him through the things that we do and mm. the things that we think. Literally by emptying us into only a vessel for him to literally step into reality through us because the whole reason Jesus died was for a sacrifice but also to multiply his ministry through us by giving us the Holy Spirit and it's like many times we see this even with people and I saw this with Ravi Zacharias is that Ravi Zacharias when he died his ministry is multiplied because I got fired up I was like dang Ravi's not here anymore. Yeah. Like he was speaking into lives. But I think people at Ravi Zacharias Institute, people that Ravi was a hero to, went, oh, dang, I got to make his life worth it now. Mm. Just like the apostles. We got to yeah. make Jesus' message known. You know? So That's our yeah. job. But it's not the the five steps to perfection right and we we want that we really really <laughs> really want that but that's not how it works no i think it's the one step to perfection one step mm. obedience yep. obedience yeah <laughs> well yeah. and the problem is we just have to keep repeating and repeating that step over and over and well, over well i think again. the problem is we don't know what obedience looks like yeah because we haven't read this <laughs> obedience is obedience dude we like, don't know what this says yeah mm. Obedience is obedience. I was listening. I've been listening to a lot of Winky Pratney, Twenty uh, One CR, mm. and I've also heard this in one of my intern classes uh, about holiness. And it's 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 two parts mm. to holiness. There's understanding, and then there's obedience. So, understanding is analog, right? Like the dial on like your radio and on your car. It's like you twist it. And it gradually increases the volume, right? Mm. It's like that. That's how your understanding is. You, you're you going to continue to understand more things. You're going to have more light. You're going to be more responsible for more things that you know. And you are going to continue until, until you die to keep understanding, keep mm. learning more, keep get receiving more light. And then there's the obedience one, which is love. It's doing. And that's digital. Like it's either on or it's off. Mm. Like there's no in between, like. <laughs> Partial obedience is disobedience. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I've been listening to that in 21CR, Winky Pratney. And just like, just do it, bro. So who who is Winky Pratney? Winky Pratney. Like, can you... He is a man of God. He is a man of God. He has his ministry. And he's been doing it for like, man, like 50 years over now. He's uh He's from New Zealand. He he was a chemist, so he was really smart. Really, he's really really intelligent. He was a chemist. I think that's what he went to was school for. Was that before for. he was saved? I think before he did his full time ministry, all that Winky Pratney, or as his ministry is called, Galactic Management Associates. Wow, that's the name of his, of his <laughs> ministry. Galactic man. Galactic. It sounds cool, but it's really the whole universe, bro. Right. He's like, oh my! I just think of Buzz Lightyear. He's the galactic like, alliance. Yeah, no, it's like his galactic his his alliance. goal. The goal for his ministry, and it's so hilarious. He's like, oh, it's world domination. That's my goal, <laughs> but through Jesus, right? World yeah. domination. A Winky Prandy, he's uh, he's a man of God. He 
has done a lot of through his ministry. He, he teaches and he preaches a lot. He has influenced a lot of of our uh, of our heroes as well. Like especially for Chi Alpha, like he has written many books on. And his f- main focus is discipleship. I think that that would be his main focus, like discipleship. And he wrote this book called Youth of Flame, very famous book, especially in our circles, called Youth of Flame. And it's just discipleship. And he's focused on holiness. He's focused on obedience, focused on love. Mm. And this man, he's old now. He's a lot older now. He's probably like in 70s or something like that, maybe closer to 80. But he's just lived all his life trying to glorify God, like glorifying God, really, doing everything for God. So, so we don't know quite how he is. Yeah, how quite we don't know quite how he ended the race because it's not over. But we no. see, but we see the fruit. the fruit. Yeah, we see the fruit, and I think that's the most important thing, like the fruit. Mm-hmm. And Ricky Pratney has so much fruit. I don't like. I wouldn't be here for God for Jesus using him. You know, a lot of a lot of the heroes in my life, like for example, Josh, Eli, Jonathan. They have heroes in their lives. And mm. I think Wiki Pranny is their heroes because he's influenced so well because he's, he's allowed himself to be used by God and his, his gifts, his talents that the dude's super incredibly intelligent, so smart. And he has surrendered that to God to use him. And he's traveled the world and he has taught like a generation. And that generation is like this trans, uh, what's it called? It has passed down to other generations. Mm. Like he's been doing it since like the seventies, I think, maybe sixties. And wow. his teachings really haven't changed. And it's and it's had such a ripple effect. Like I hear some of his podcasts, his sermons, mm. and they're from like the seventies, dude. And then wow. I hear and then when he came to Chi Alpha two years ago, it's like the same things he's <laughs> been saying since then, dude. And it's just affected so much of us, dude. Like, because the truth doesn't change. The truth doesn't change, and yeah, and he and he doesn't change the truth. He makes it very, uh, what is it, comprehensible to our generation, because mm. it's it's important for us to, like, know to understand it in our generation, you know, because it's different. Like, people from the seventies, totally different from people, twenty twenty, but he is. He's been around for a long time. He's seen it. He's seen it all. All the youths, all the generations. Like he knows how to minister mm. to to us, to everybody, really. And he's he's awesome. He's an amazing author, amazing speaker. So, what are you learning right now from him? Uh, from like, are you reading a book from him? I'm not. I'm listening to his podcast. Okay. Or not podcast, but like his. Uh, it's like old school sermons. It's basically like. He's not really preaching. He's more teaching. Mm. It's called 21CR, 21st Century Reformation. Where do you get that? Um, I think I got it from the Revival Study Bible. And there's like this CD that's in there and it includes all the 21CRs. There's 15. So there's the, no place where you can get it digitally? They're on They're on YouTube. Okay. Um, I just happened to copy it from that CD onto my computer, onto iTunes. So it's on my phone now. Mm. And it's a whole process. But anyway, like I like We need to like to give a Google Drive link to people. <laughs> I do have a Google Drive with it too. Like it's everywhere. It's not really hidden, but it is on YouTube, so you can like look at it. And it's what was I learning this morning? What what was going on? I think I'm like on chapter twelve. 
don't remember. Do you remember the last thing that he talked about was, uh, I think it was that holiness mm. thing is understanding. Like the more you understand, the more you're responsible for, the more light you're going to have. Mm. You're going to be responsible for more things. And that's like, I, I just explained it. Like that's analog and digital. Like he came up with those concepts that are like so well used nowadays. Like, can you, you can you look up uh does Winky Pratney have a Wikipedia? He does. It's called Winkypedia. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can look him up, Caleb. See if you can find it. Oh, well, there, like, maybe he does. I think he does have a Wikipedia like, page. I, I want to know some facts about this guy. Like I I'm sure you do you know when he was born? Like uh, no, probably I want to know his birth date. Like that's I think probably the 40s. <laughs> young people tend to dismiss Yeah, 44, like August 3rd. I was born August 5th, so... <laughs> August 3rd, 1944, age of 76. Yeah, he's 76. I think young people tend to discount older people for some reason. I'm like, nah, oh, dude. that's the one I wanted. I s actually, Daniel was reading that, The Nature and Character of God. Can you click on that, Caleb? I want to read that. There's just no audiobook of it. There is none. I have I a know. PDF for it. Really? Yeah. I can give it to you. I'm gonna have to take you up on that. I I like the I like having the the pages. In my oh yeah, definitely. That might need to be the next one I pick up because yeah, it just costs you an arm and a leg to find it nowadays. Really? Well, I think you can get it for like forty. Okay. It's just hard to find out. Well, I have here's one. Here's the Amazon link. Apart. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, like. Let's see how much it is. Lo and behold, the Amazon price. You know, just 34. thirty-five bucks. Yeah, yeah. That's still pretty. You know, for that's a book, not bad. That's you know what? Pricey. Add to cart right oh. now. Here, used for. Oh, that's bucks. new. Yes, you can get a used one for twenty bucks. Wait, that there's new copies? Uh, well, there's a new copy for ninety five dollars. <laughs> if that's the case, then hold on. Wait, that's is that used or new? Uh, I don't know. I think this is just the Amazon version. Interesting. Like the, the Amazon's copy. Let's see if we can see more facts on Wink, Winky Pratney. I, okay. I wanna, I wanna go go to his Wikipedia right down there. Yeah, good. Yeah, click on that. Click on his. Yeah, there we go. Wikipedia. Oh, Wikipedia. That's fun. This guy looks cool. Oh, that's his son. I'm assuming that's not him. No. <laughs> no, that's that's his wife. It looks like. Yeah. Highlights. Winky turned 75 and celebrated 57 years of ministry. <gasps> Bruh. 57 years of ministry. How long has my ministry been? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, well, can, can you, you haven't been born for 57, or you haven't been alive for 57 years, so shorter than Winky Pratney's. Oh my gosh. Two and a half months visit to the U.S. Ministry for Chi Alpha. Oh. Scroll down more. Let's see what else we got. Okay. About him. When did he come to know Jesus? Do you know that? Uh, I guess at 57, it must have been in his 20s. 60s, maybe? Yeah, somewhere in the 60s then if he's 57 years in ministry. Right. No, not in his 60s. No, in the 60s. Oh, in the 60s. So he must have been like 20s. Bruh, that must have been a wild time to come to know Jesus. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to get that book. The nature and character of God, because I heard Daniel talking about it. And it was just, the, yeah, I just bought it. I, you just bought it. Yeah. Did you <laughs> did you take it from? <laughs> you just bought it right now. Yeah. I was wondering <laughs> what you're doing. Well, he's like, I want that one, bro. You should buy me a copy. 
I just bought it. <laughs> nice. Is it new? Uh, I said used. Oh, okay. 20 bucks? Yeah. Dude, that's sick. <laughs> Bro, he here stole here it are right some quotes right from, under. from him on okay. his website. You'll never hear God singing along with Tina Turner saying, what's love got to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I be God? Because you aren't good enough <laughs> and you aren't wise enough. Now, please sit down. <laughs> That's hilarious. The earth is utterly broken down to the earth is clean, dissolved. The earth is moved. See, that's Isaiah twenty four nineteen. All right, David, why did you buy that book? So it was twenty bucks. <laughs> what do you mean why? <laughs> I don't know. It was twenty bucks. <laughs> well, uh, do y'all have anything else to say? What do you, do? Y'all want to end this uh, episode or what? What? What are we doing? What are we doing here? We're still alive, folks. Dude. I mean, I feel like this was a good kind of wrapping point. Um, So I guess everyone check out Winky Prattney. Check out Winky Prattney. I think that... Youth of Flame. Kind of going back to what we've been talking about, um, the important thing to remember is um, allow yourself to go through this process, to be refined by God, and just to focus on Him, focus in thankfulness, and pursue, pursue righteousness even as we are... Um, contend and grateful for where God has already brought us. Mm. Mm. Yeah, any last words, David, being our guest today? Um, go with God. No. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, y'all. If you enjoyed this episode, this chaotic but insightful episode, uh, we would be so appreciative if you shared it with a friend, maybe your mom, maybe your grandma, Maybe share it with David. Your dog. Uh, with your dog. Everybody. Let your dog put on the record player. Let the dog hear it. <laughs> yeah, come on. Um, but yeah, uh, and if uh, you liked it, give it a thumbs up. Maybe give us a subscribe. We like to see that, that go up. But yeah, main thing is if you got anything from this, share it with a friend. Uh, it will help us grow, get the word out to more Christians and thank you for David for coming on. Thank you for Caleb for being behind the computer. And we will see you guys next time on Thursday with uh, who's on Thursday? I have no idea. Wait, but I know, someone. I know Thursday. Oh, Michael. Michael from Chi Alpha. He is full on staff. With, yes. Uh, what's Michael's last name? Which one? What does he look like? He's on staff. Uh, There's two of them. He has glasses. Uh, Weidman. Weidman. Michael yes. Weidman. The he, specimen. Yes. He's, yes. He's really smart. Uh, yes, We're going to be talking about basically all things theology. Wait, when is this? Uh, this is Thursday. For real? Thursday at four. Dude, I'm watching. Yeah. Weidman speaks. You're going to listen. That's something I've noticed. Mm. When he comes to a function, like people just surround him and he just starts talking and you want to hear what he's saying. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're going to talk about I, I I witnessed him you know, ministering to someone that wasn't too sure about why to trust in Christianity, why to trust in Jesus. And it was amazing being able to hear his insights and just him drawing from all of these different places of knowledge. So get ready for that one. It's going to be a fire episode, probably a lot of back and forth of questions and and just diving in on specific 
um, realities of God and what what the uh, evidence for God is, what the purpose is for what we do. And so we will see you guys Thursday at 4. Tune in for that. Get subscribed. Give it a thumbs up. Send this to your grandma. All right, we love you. See you later. See ya. Thank you.